Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking let's genius. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, listen. Uh, just one rule tonight. Don't anybody tell me what's going on in the Dodgers game. I'm taping it to watch when we're done with the show. <laughs> uh, what a game. What a game this has been oh, in Game 7. what a great seven. game it is. Uh, so, uh, this is always fun because Arnie's feed is always typically ahead of, of ours, but for some reason... I think what what have we found out, Bobo? Like the Sager's feed is actually ahead of all of ours when it comes to wow. the NLCS tonight. Yeah, I think the Sager has us beat by like a good like fifteen seconds on the feed. <laughs> I'm in the ninth <laughs> inning right now. Oh, well, well, you got us, you got us, Arnie. As we come to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Real quick, let me lay out this show. 
while this game is head down the stretch, uh, DeSager and, and Arnie and myself are going to keep you updated on what's going on in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. The Rays await in the World Series. Uh, so we're, we'll dive into everything in this game, but we're going to talk some NFL. Jason Hirschhorn is going to join us in our next segment, Arnie. And i got to be honest with you, man. Uh, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty intrigued to kind of dive into what we learned in Week 6 what we took away, questions like, are the Bears good? Did Tampa Bay peak? Are the Vikings the worst team in the NFL? All, all these fun, fun things to get to later. But I feel like we have to start with the madness here in Game 7, don't we? We oh, have to start with exactly what's going on in this game between the Dodgers and the Braves. I didn't even know there was a football game tonight. What, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I, I was flipping back and forth. I'm like, ah, forget about it. 49ers <laughs> have this game. It's 21-6. Let's get over to the baseball game. And I keep thinking the Dodgers aren't going to catch. They're down 2 nothing. I said, forget about it. They tie it up. They're down 3-2. Hernandez goes deep. And then he rocked that. Um, oh, he smashed that. Mookie went Another great catch. It's it's just been fantastic to watch. So be, before we get to the NFL, and again, Jason Hershorn coming up here in just a Oof. bit. We talked to Jason quite regularly. He writes for SB Nation, uh, has covered everyone, I think, from the Packers to the Chargers, you name it, he's had it. Uh, and then Todd Furman coming up next hour. But uh, Arnie, the, the base running by the Braves in the fourth inning, the Dodgers stranding the oh. bases loaded after that. I mean, this is just uh, – and then I don't know. I, this just – the Chris Taylor play, he was at third. It looked like he was going on contact, didn't it? Right, So right. Uh, Albie's got a nice pop off the bump, got a nice little uh, hop off the hill. So that helped him out a little bit. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be going on contact in that no, situation. You, you got you to make him throw you out at home. You got to okay. do that. Yeah, yeah you have to. That, Even with their infield in like play. that? Even with the infield in, it doesn't make you got to make you throw it out okay. at home. You all have right. to do that. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you too much. I saw the Twitter geniuses out there oh. uh, questioning that. I'm like, no, it's tie game, game seven, and you want to hold him up at third base? What are you crazy? Go, go win the ball game. What's wrong with you guys? You well, know? it was it wasn't just a tit, a twi- Oh, watch out! It wasn't just the Twitter geniuses, Arnie. Uh, Bobo and I kind of felt that same way too. But yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, you got to go make proven. that play. I'm I'm surprised that Taylor. Didn't get hurt. Did you see how that yeah. they actually landed on his arm? I thought that I thought that he had kind of snapped his arm with the way that looked. Well, the left hand I, I was just came to a dead stop. It, it couldn't get through. It wasn't going to make in. Great blocking the plate. Um, you can't go in like that. You got to go in high and hard, and and you you've got to go ahead and make a better attempt at, at trying to get the home plate. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, look, the score is tied as it is now. So um, you move on to the seventh and, and see what happens after that. But that, that great plays all around, and then throwing him out I mean, you know like you said it was a great hop to get him there so a uh, good play by by the Braves then let's rewind a little bit more in this game okay so Urias is on for the Dodgers right uh the Braves well, I thought was going to be the starter by the way today but well and that's what I'm getting to that's what I'm getting to here okay were you surprised to see Dustin may be the guy that they went with and then in that Arnie to have just such a quick hook for him I know he gave up the first inning run but felt like he got a little momentum and then you you go to what I thought many of us believed was going to be the starter in this game. So that kind of threw me off a little bit whenever you, you know you start May, who had pitched a little bit a couple of nights ago, and then you automatically go to Gonsolin, and then you start getting into the bullpen a little bit. Now, finally, in the seventh inning, the guy's in there that we all thought would start the game. What do, what do you make of the 
way that Dave Roberts has handled this. Um, you're tied at three against a pitcher that gave up no runs. So if you said, well, can I sign something where I'll take a tied at three in the seventh, you'll, you'll be good for that. So I'm, I'm not going to criticize him for this. I, I'm done with the musical pitchers, though. He stays in um, you know, until there's some trouble here. He's going to be my pitcher. And I'm, am I to assume that Kershaw's going to get into this game? No. He's... No. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's bad enough that we've got this charity no case going on. No, to you, because you don't want him in there, or no, no it's I, I just, How can you? It's Okay, let, let, let's go back to last night. The decision to bring in Kinley Jansen. Scary AF, I think, is the best way to put it, <laughs> right? And, and I'm listening. It was funny. I was listening to the radio broadcast of it, Arnie, and Jessica Mendoza is on the call of the book, Shambi, and, and, I'm, and I'm driving back from a couple of responsibilities. I was talking about this last night when I was filling in for Jason Martin. Uh, name dropping. Wow. But yeah, yeah, big time here, 2 to 5 a.m. Central wow, Time look Lookout. look at you. But, no, and, and Jessica Mendoza said maybe the funniest thing she's ever said calling a baseball game where she's, she laid out, listen, Kenley Jansen's warming up. He's coming into this game tonight. I'm just preparing you for it, Dodger Nation. And I had to laugh a little bit because with the way things have gone for him, that's that's kind of been how it's rolled. Listen, it's frightening to see him coming into a game. Uh, and I think that same thing holds true for Kershaw. I think uh, it, it's 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 Urias or Urias, whatever we're going with now. It's Julio Urias or it's maybe Jansen, maybe Baez, who's looked pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know, Arnie. Unless we get to something similar to that marathon game against the Astros and you and I are sitting here in our final hour and this game is still going on, I don't foresee a situation where Kershaw comes in this game unless it's, I mean, dare I say, kind of forced to get him in there? Well, first of all, Chris, I, I disagree. Everybody's on hold. Everybody's in, in the bullpen. Um, even positional players, if you got a pitch, you got a pitch. That's the way it is. Now, depending on how far it goes, you're right. But don't don't uh, you know say that you're not going to see Kershaw, even if it is a nine-inning game, maybe to get a batter out. But if it goes 10, 11, 12, um, then I could, I could for sure see him coming into the game. So um, right now, bottom of the seventh, Dodgers are coming up. And uh, by, by the way, Go ahead. Uh, has this been one of the longest games we've ever seen in our life for what? Unbel- three hours just to play the first uh, seven and a half, but it's been exciting all the way through. It was funny. John Smoltz did say something that uh, I-, I found hilarious, too. I'm giving all the kudos to the uh, to the analyst tonight, but he was he was laying out, and I don't know if you noticed this from watching tonight, but John Smoltz has started a few game sevens. They've only brought it up 8,000 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it, and understandably so. He was a great, but I uh, – he said he was talking to some of the pitchers and that were preparing to throw, and he said, it's going to be the longest night of your life. Just prepare for the longest night of your life. And I don't think what I don't think anyone could have fathomed that when he said that, he didn't mean, Arnie, he meant more than just the actual feeling in your body. He meant the game itself. I mean, like you said, we're three hours in, and we're only in the bottom of the seventh inning right now. But, I mean, hey but- – I'll sit here all night long if we have to uh, because, Steve, it has been a fascinating Game 7 so mm-hmm. far. As Arnie said, tied a bit three, going to the bottom of the seventh Steve, inning. T- Steve, tell him who was the most nerve-wracking closer for the Dodgers ever um, that we used to <laughs> the nickname Full Pack. Come on now. Wait, you mean like 
Don Stanhouse. There you that's it. Bingo. <laughs> they used to call him Full Pack because uh, he go through a full pack of cigarettes by the time he was done pitching in the night. One of the early high price free agents. But Arias, and there is an accent on the back of his uniform, uh, on in relief. And the reason he didn't start, I assume, is the reason they're afraid to start him in the postseason is because he had inning. awful first innings in this yeah. regular season. In fact, as of late regular season, Arias, ERA of nine in first innings, wow. ERA under two after the first inning and as far as who might be coming in Baez or Jansen as we get to the late innings Pedro Baez has already in this series and remember there have been no off days he's already pitched Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday and Saturday now granted it was a scoreless inning Friday and a scoreless inning on Saturday but he's never pitched three days in a row Jansen either in this young season as for Jansen he has, and you're, that was a funny quote because uh, Dodger fans trepidatious after what he showed Good a week ago use. against the Padres in the previous round. But Jansen did, in his three appearances against the Braves this week, have three scoreless innings. In fact, oh. Friday night. It was not just a scoreless inning. It was three strikeouts. And then last night, it was not just a scoreless innings. It was only six pitches thrown last night (laughs) to finish. So, yes, Jansen would be throwing on a third straight night as well. For the Dodger franchise, what's amazing is this is the sixth year in a row they're playing a winner-take-all playoff game. Six years in a row, including, remember, last year they got eliminated on a 10th-inning grand slam by the Washington Nationals. We're in the bottom of the seventh, 3-3. And this is a battle between... Between the top two seeds in the National League, the Dodgers and Braves. So you're saying we're not going to see Kershaw this game? Is that what you're saying? No, I agree with you that they may have to put him in for multiple innings as this stay tied. But I do think that just because Jansen's thrown the last two nights doesn't automatically mean he won't throw tonight. The Dodgers and Braves are the top two scoring teams from the regular season in all of baseball. And you, having watched this, know it could be a lot more than 3-3 the way this game has gone back and forth. I got to admit, in, in seeing just the, the stats as they came back from break, I was a little bit surprised that the Braves only had three hits. A lot I mean, of walks. It, it, it did seem as if that uh, Atlanta had a few more opportunities, but you're right. What have we had? Ten combined walks? Well, you can't say enough so about far? them running Unreal. themselves into a double play in the top right. of the fourth. Atlanta had runners on second and third, no outs, a chance to bust out in the game early. Yep. And I don't know what that was. That was schoolyard, get, get caught in a rundown at third and also – a second runner tossed out at third on the same play. Boy, yeah. do we miss the home fans on this one, huh? Oh, my goodness. I don't know, though. They, every time they showed the fans, I felt like they were showing Dodger fans. They are so, there. They're, they're there's all Dodger dogs out there. <laughs> well, it is a Dodger might. home game, so that yes, means they is. have the Dodger organist tapes. They have all the Dodger music that would be in a normal Dodger home really? game. There is the atmosphere of whoever's home game it is transferred to wow. Texas. Mm, interesting. Like Bottom that. of the seventh inning, tied up at three. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on the Braves and the Dodgers. Winner advances to take on the Rays in the World Series. Who? All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, Arnie. They beat the Astros, who apparently now we're all supposed to feel sorry for well, I mean, and feel good about. Up. I've heard about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay, you know, they actually, I, I will say, uh, I, I did forget that they'd actually gone to the World Series before when their play by play announcer said, and for the second time in franchise history, I thought, wait, what? They went to the World Series? Oh, yeah, that's right. Joe Madden. I have, <laughs> I have a parlay the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup to the Rays to win the. 
World Series uh, to the Buccaneers to win the uh, Super Bowl? Well, I got good news for you. Todd Furman's coming up in hour number two. <laughs> so he can let us know what kind yeah. of odds you might yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. uh, I tend to disagree with both of you, though, on Kershaw. I really do. I just I, – I, I, unless this thing gets weird and unless we're going into the 10th, 11th, or 12th inning – I just don't think you're going to see him. And I don't think on a third day you can risk throwing Kenley Jansen out there. Not to say that the Dodgers won't give him an opportunity, but, I mean, they, they've seen him twice already. And let me tell you something. It might have only been six pitches, but it seemed like every single ball that left the bat last night was going somewhere in a hurry. So we'll talk more. We'll keep a, a tabs on this game as the night goes on. Oh, yeah. Continuous updates, uh, post-game reaction. We'll have it all for you. Game 7. Braves, Dodgers tied up at three. Now, listen, Jason Hershorn is coming up next. So real quick from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie, let's touch a little bit on week six. What was the big storyline from week six of the NFL to you today? Other than Tua? I mean, right, other than that one, I'm assuming you're saying, right? No, not other than Tua? Arnie, your Dolphins won, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was amazing. Tua took like what six snaps, but he was in my he's in my six snaps Hall of Fame in okay. my two minute Hall of Fame. But yeah, my Dolphins did win. Um, you know, but overall, I, I gotta say, um, six the, snap Hall of Fame. <laughs> this Pittsburgh, thing's getting easier to get into every yeah, single oh, week. Very, the, the way Pittsburgh dominated Cleveland was unbelievable. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. Pittsburgh showed that they're a legitimate um, Super Bowl, not, not contender, but one of the favorites out there. And I was surprised the way Green Bay got out to a 10 nothing lead and couldn't do anything after that whatsoever. And the Buccaneers had such an easy time. I thought they'd win like 41-38, but I didn't know they'd hold the Packers to 10. The Buccaneers all of a sudden look like a serious, serious team with that defense. They, they look good. Tom Brady, not a great game, but... Overall, just a great balance game for the Buccaneers. How about that incredible stat from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game today? No penalties. Tom Brady was not sacked, and they did not turn the ball over. Yeah, That's only happened one time since 1972. What? And it was the 1999 Indianapolis Colts when Bruce Arians was the quarterback's coach. So they they should have smoked him today, Arnie, because Tampa played nearly a perfect game with no <laughs> penalties, no sacks allowed, and no turnovers. And then, of course, that whole game turned on that turnover, uh, the pick six by Aaron oh. Rodgers. But I'm with you, man. That defense looked really good. We'll talk about it more in depth because Jason Hershorn is coming up next. Two outs for the Dodgers, bottom of the seventh, knotted up at three. We'll keep you updated on game. Game 7 as we roll on with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> if, uh, if Bellinger's going to hit balls Whoa. to Mars, Whoa. we might take commercial breaks more often. Wow. Bub- Bobo, has that thing landed yet? No, it has, but I just want to say I'm really disappointed in you and Arnie. At least, okay, so you guys' feet is ahead of ours, like you've right. said already. Uh, DeSager, who's right next to us, feet is ahead of ours, too. DeSager at least waited before he cheered. All of a sudden, I just hear Arnie just yelling, like, super loud, and then I hear you, and I'm just like, what happened? And we just sitting here stuck for, like, 10 seconds waiting to figure out what happened. It's so, like I hate you guys. Falling. I just want boom, you to know that. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. All right, we'll keep tabs. Uh, Cody Bellinger with a bomb to right field. Dodgers have taken a 4-3 to three lead into the eighth inning. Let's Warm see what up, they Kershaw. do. Pitching-wise, stop. <laughs> we'll touch on the NFL, though, now. We welcome in one of our favorites, Jason Hershorn, at by underscore JBH, to help us make sense of week six. But, hey, uh, real quick, Jason, before we dive into the meat of the schedule, Sunday Night Football actually hasn't been too terrible. Uh, the Rams have cut it to within a score now, now 24-16. But, hey, this is a little bit more of what we kind of thought the Niners would look like, isn't it? Yeah, and it kind of makes sense that given all the injuries that they had earlier in the season, it would take them a little bit of time to sort of balance that out, figure out what their new strengths are and how to overcome their new weaknesses. We've kind of seen that. The the running game in particular for San Francisco has looked much, much better tonight than it has in certain other instances. So, yeah, I I think we're seeing – also with Jimmy Garoppolo playing not great but better than he had in his last start. So, you know, it's still going to be a work in progress, but Kyle Shannon is such a good coach. You give him a few weeks, he's going to figure out how to work around his issues. Who do you think made a bigger statement tonight, the Titans or the Pittsburgh Steelers? I kind of think it's the Titans. A lot of people, myself included, 
didn't really know how real this Titans team was e- even last year. I mean, Derrick Henry obviously is one of the best weapons in football, but we had real questions about Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he played extremely well in 2019, but it was a small sample size. Was that going to repeat this year? Early on, he was playing pretty well, but again, the competition wasn't super, super strong. Ryan Tannehill looked phenomenal today. I mean, it's a situation where we can no longer say this is just small sample size. He really fits that offensive system. And we're now seeing them being able to run it down the throats of opponents with Derrick Henry, go downfield with Ryan Tannehill. That's a very complete offense, maybe even more complete than it was at its peak last year. So they look extremely dangerous right now. A couple of teams, by the way, that I thought were going to be pretty good that are looking anything but dangerous. Uh, the Houston Texans, which were half of that equation today. But I can't help but focus on what's going on in Minnesota. What's wrong with the Vikings? Why are they not better, especially when you have a breakout star like Justin Jefferson appears to be? Well, Jefferson is great, and that might be the only good thing we can really say about the Minnesota Vikings right now. That defense, while it's still coordinated by one of the best defensive minds in football, just doesn't have the horses. And really, we saw some of this regression last year. Xavier Rhodes, not too long ago, one of the best corners in football, had, had really fallen downhill, and they weren't able to replace him. So he's gone. They got rid of Trey Waynes, and they're replacing those corners with really, really young guys, rookies this year, who, frankly, may not be starting caliber corners even after they develop. And you have those issues. You have issues up the middle. Linball Joseph left in free agency, the guy they signed to replace him, Michael Pierce, decided to opt out of the season. So they keep making moves. They keep doing things to try to cover up all of these holes. But at a certain point, just run out of resources. Then the other side of the ball, you know, it it should be a better offense. With the weapons that they have, with the coordinator that they have, Gary Kubiak for so long has been so effective. But these pieces just aren't meshing together right now. And it's causing Kirk Cousins, who, you know, at times can be one of the most effective quarterbacks in football. He's just really falling apart right now. So it's possible that that part of the team – figures itself out sometime later in the year, but it just seems too little too late. Like at the record they have right now, there's almost no way they can fight back, even into being in like the competition for a 500 record. Yeah, Jason, I already think that doesn't make a difference. I think the Buccaneers already have clinched the spot in the uh, in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, after what we saw today. Oh, my goodness. How does Tom Brady feel for 166? And they still put up 38 defensively, though. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was like one of the Patriots' all-time great defense out there. This is a real Buccaneers team. Yeah, I think that's the real story of the Buccaneers, not just today, but this season. The offense, you know, it's still a work in progress, although we are seeing real strides. But that defense is one of the very best in the NFL, and it was an underrated defense last year. The talent that they brought in the last few years is really coming into its own. We saw Devin White just destroy the Packers' offensive game. He was able to basically do whatever he wanted, charging up the middle. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, is one of the most aggressive defensive play callers in the NFL and used those guys to maximum effect. So that's the kind of thing you could expect most weeks. This wasn't just a one-week situation. And if that, if that Buccaneers defense is going to be that dominant and that Tampa Bay offense is going to continue to improve, you know, despite the couple of losses they already have, that might be one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous team in the NFC. Wow. Jason, can I give kudos to the Eagles for coming back today? I mean, they found themselves no. in a 17-zip hole, 24-6 uh, to in the third. And then, well, why not, Arnie? I mean, they're going for a two-point conversion to tie the game. The Ravens are supposed to be the, the, the best team on, on earth. And lo and behold, there's Philly fighting back with a chance. Can we give them kudos today or no? I mean, it's a moral victory, I suppose. (laughs) 
And, and certainly with all the things going wrong in Philadelphia, the idea they were able to just stick with a team like the Baltimore Ravens is impressive. But when you dive a little deeper, you know, this is still an Eagles team that's making a lot of preventable mistakes, and they're playing an opponent in Baltimore that is absolutely not playing at its peak. You know, it's still a really, really good team. I think it's a team that by the end of the season is going to round back into a form similar to what they had in 2019. But this is the Ravens at not their nadir, but certainly not at a high point. This is the Eagles doing everything they can and still falling short. So, yeah, you know, it was impressive in terms of the effort for the Eagles, but I don't really know that it makes a big difference. It's still a very flawed team with not a lot of upside moving forward. Jason, if they could, if it didn't cost them a penny and they could walk away and wash their hands from Carson Wentz after this year, would the Eagles walk away from him? I don't think so, and it's partially because they're so invested in this version of the team. It's not just the contract that they gave to Carson Wentz. So, yeah, Wentz has not played up to snuff since he signed that extension. I mean, really, since he tore the ACL near the end of the 2017 season. But it almost makes more sense to just give this version of the team another shot in 2021. And if that doesn't work, then, yeah, you really consider blowing it up. But it, I just think the upside of seeing this, this team work itself out another season makes more sense than the upside of starting over now. By the way, I know we won't see him tomorrow night, but real quick before we let you go, fun Monday night football doubleheader. Uh, Le'Veon Bell now in Kansas City. How much of a difference does this make for the Chiefs? Well, in terms of tomorrow's game, I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference, yeah, but in none. terms of the Chiefs over the course of the season, it could make a very big difference. This is not the Le'Veon Bell we saw with Pittsburgh. This is not a guy who is nearly as explosive, but he also doesn't have to be. He's still extremely versatile. When he's on the field, it's not clear to the defense whether the offense wants to run or to pass, which is absolutely the kind of thing that works well in that Chiefs offense. And just having another guy who's, who is that level of veteran savvy that, you know, they just don't have with the running backs right now in terms of the guys that are actually available. I think that makes a huge difference. Worst case scenario, Bell is a highly reliable backup that they can use more pony personnel. That is two running, two true running backs on the field at the same time. Best case scenario, this is a guy who can really lift that running game and lift the passing game. And you know, it's not like the Chiefs needed any other help, but it, it certainly makes them that much more fearsome if they're able to do it. Yeah, they don't need any help at all. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time, man. Great breakdowns, as always. Go follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH, bud. Thanks, Jason. All right, take care, guys. Jason Hershorn covers the NFL for SB Nation, among many other entities. Right now, though, before we go any further, I want to remind you that on November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds will compete in the 14th uh, in 14 exhilarating races worth $31 million in purses and awards at the Breeders' Cup World Championship. Learn more at the Breeders' Cup World Championship or learn more about the Breeders' Cup World Championship at breederscup.com slash 2020. All right, Steve DeSager comes strolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Woo. Studios. It's it's getting heavy with drama oh. in Texas. What a phenomenal game this is. Game 7 of the NLCS on Fox TV. The Dodgers now lead 4-3 over the Braves. Top of the 8th, Julio Arias still on in relief. <laughs> One out, nobody on for Atlanta. So much to talk about, including the fact that Cody Bellinger hit the go-ahead home run with two outs in the bottom of the seventh after fouling pitches off just to stay alive. And then in the wild card era, so about the last 25 years of playoffs, 
That's only the fifth go-ahead home run in the late innings. We had the Howie Kendrick grand slam or home run in the World Series last year. We had an Aaron Boone game winner that was obviously not just late innings, but last inning for 2003 to beat Boston. It's a short list, five, and Bellinger's on it. <laughs> Unfortunately for Dodger fans, we have three updates on Bellinger. First off, as he surrounded the bases and scored and got to the dugout with his teammates going crazy. They did a couple of forearm bashes. One of them popped his shoulder out, and he oh. winced and went into the locker room between innings. It was, fortunately for Dodger fans, the right shoulder he throws left-handed. He's already shown the arm strength from center field earlier when he tried to throw out a guy at home, and the throw was measured at 97 miles an hour from wow. center field wow. from Bellinger. Too much celebration. I saw that. I'm like, pipe down, guys. He did make it to the outfield defensively and is still in the game and again fortunately for the Dodgers it wasn't on his throwing arm but he had defensively injured the same shoulder last year as a first baseman and that's when the Dodgers say forget it he's not playing first base anymore put him back in the outfield we need the bat too much you had mentioned Chris how high and long that home run that Bellinger hit in the seventh was from the official people at MLB StatCast it was 107 miles an hour off the bat and wow. they estimate the apex of the Bellinger home run was 70 feet off the ground. Oh, my god! And then it landed in the seats at 417 feet from home plate. It's been a crazy game. Back and forth. The Dodgers now have the lead. Two outs, top of the eighth. Nobody on. Arias on in relief. 4-3 L.A. over Atlanta. The winner goes to the World Series, which starts Tuesday on Fox TV. Tampa Bay, the top seed from the American League, awaits. They've just beaten the Houston Astros and New York Yankees back-to-back in the playoffs in deciding games. In fact, last night was the Game 7 of the ALCS. Earlier, we had the Braves in the top of the fourth run themselves into a double play, and how much is that going to cost them? The Dodgers have just gotten the third out of the top of the eighth defensively, so to the bottom of the eighth. 4-3 LA. And the Sunday night football game is now a final. San Francisco beats the Rams 24-16. It was 21-6 in the first half as Jimmy Garoppolo had three touchdown passes. Tampa Bay killed Green Bay 38-10. Miami shut out the Jets 24-0. Tennessee in overtime beat Houston 42-36. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 212 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. But the Titans, according to our Jay Glazer, fear that tackle Taylor Lewan tour and ACL today. Mm. Pittsburgh, like Tennessee, 5-0. and Next Sunday, it's Tennessee hosting Pittsburgh, by the way. Steelers beat up Cleveland 38-7, but Pittsburgh linebacker Devin Bush reportedly out for the year with a torn ACL. Joey Logano, the NASCAR winner at Kansas. A lot going on, guys. Thanks, hey, listen uh, to this. Wait, listen to this. Listen. Cody Bellinger, second player in MLB history with multiple career go-ahead home runs in Game 7. You want to guess the other one? Um, Troy O'Leary. <laughs> I don't know. He was the only one that had a pinch hit home run in the uh, in, in Yogi game Berra seven. Was the only other? Oh, one. Yogi Bear. Okay, <laughs> trying to get my trivia straightened out there as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to say fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Uh, go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. All right, so Arnie, what 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 are you doing here? If you're the Dodgers heading into the ninth, do you do you stick with what's working? Do you do you go to Kenley Jansen? Uh, obviously, you want to add a little bit more to the lead, maybe get an insurance run or two. And I think what Kiki's leading this off for him. But what do you do in the ninth for the Dodgers pitching wise? You know, this is a perfect time for 
um, a commercial, too, where you go out there and you take one of those master locks and you lock up the bullpen and you say, nobody comes in or out of the bullpen for the rest of the game. This is his game to go. And then I you agree. can make it a 30-second commercial out of it saying, when you need to keep players in the bullpen, use master locks. That's what I would do. Nobody's coming in or out of that bullpen. Um, this is Arias' game to win or lose uh, at this point. I'm not, I'm not moving him from the game at all. Brother, can I correct a mistake that I made earlier in the show, Arnie? And this yeah, is yeah. really bothering me um, quite a bit. It bothered me, too. I don't want to say anything. Well, what is it, then? I don't want to. Re- Go ahead. You say it. Go ahead. <laughs> You're such an ass, man. Why can't you just let me lay it out? Uh, Tua is in the five-snap Hall of oh, Fame, Arnie. Oh. Not the six-snap Hall of okay. Fame. He's in the five-snap Hall well, of Fame. A little bit over two-minute Hall of Fame. How about so, that? Yeah, that, that'll work out pretty well. But listen, you, you have to stop for a moment and realize your, your Dolphins might be pretty good. And with an expanded playoff situation this year, you might have a shot to make the playoffs. Um, I was looking at that. Actually, the Dolphins have one of the easier schedules the rest of the way. They've won two in a row. They're going to win their next six to make it eight in a row. And um, we'll see what happens at that. But, uh, yeah, they can make a little bit of run. Their next six games are all that winnable. They probably will win those next six games. Uh, wow. Could you imagine how insufferable you'll be? Yeah. If the, Dolphins, worse worse. Yeah. if the Dolphins end up rolling through their next six games and are sitting here, what would that put them at? That uh, nine and three. So how uh, boring will it be Dolphins, wait, Buccaneers, wait, Super Bowl wait, in Tampa? Arnie, yeah. Arnie. They play the Rams next week. Then yeah. they go to Arizona. Yeah. They're not decisively better than either one of those teams the, the, right those now. Those are two wins right there. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Then they go, by the way, I, I will agree with you on this. Then they go to Denver, who suddenly – I don't know what's they're going on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're horrible. How did yeah. they beat the Patriots today? Six field goals is what it was. Okay. And, and by the way, I was listening to Drew Locke's postgame. He shouldn't have been allowed to do a postgame, Arnie. Whenever Drew Locke came to show up for the press conference or the Zoom or whatever, they, just, they should have said, nah, nah, man, we're good. Because when they had an opportunity to salt this game away, you know what he did? Two interceptions. Two picks, including yeah. one after, I think it was what, uh, after the, the, the Patriots had scored to cut it to a one-score game. first down. His very first pass is picked. That team stinks. I don't know where this love is coming from. And people are like, ah, oh, look, look how good they are. They won today. Yeah, 10 completions today. How did they win today? I don't know. Turnovers. Three turnovers by the oh. Patriots, and they looked very, okay, okay. very stale. So, so you get the Rams, the Cardinals. Then you get the Chargers and the Broncos. And yeah. the Jets and the Bengals. So boom, you could easily boom, boom, go four boom. and yeah. two in that run. Yeah. Six and oh. Well, I don't know about six and oh, but four and two would put you at seven and five. And you'd be feeling pretty good down the stretch. Damn now, right. granted, that's pretty tough because you got the Chiefs looming in a couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. hey, how cool was it beyond just putting Tua in your five snap, two minute Hall of Fame? Yeah. To see how behind him. Uh, Fitzpatrick was right. How many times do we hear in the National Football League about a veteran backup who hasn't really embraced the young up and comer that hasn't really taken him under his wing to try to help him out? I mean, all all jokes aside, Arnie, that's the kind of relationship that you want if you're a, a Dolphin fan going forward or just a fan of wanting to see Tua succeed. That looks like a pretty good combination with what Fitzpatrick is providing and what Tua 
potentially has. No, amen to that. That uh, it, it does look good. It was a good moment. Then did you see the picture of Tua going back out? Yeah. to the fifteen yard line, sitting out there, facetiming his parents, and you know, soaking it all in. I mean, that, that, he's a good kid, and you know, it's good to see that. I'm, you know, I don't think he was ready for this year, no matter what, especially with the injury. Sure, if the Dolphins had got off to a bad start or weren't looking good, they could put him in. But now it's got to be Fitzpatrick's uh, team for the rest of the year, and then it will be to his team next year. Uh, a couple of quick uh, texts here real quick is there's two outs in the bottom of the eighth. Dodgers lead at 4-3. to three. Mookie Betts coming to the plate, who, by the way, is playing in his first ever Game 7 wow. tonight, which is kind of wild. Uh, I like this from Nature Boy who writes, hey, at least the Dodgers don't have to face Rendon tonight. But you may have placed a curse on them when you said bring in Kershaw, Arnie. I, I don't think – and again, unless this thing starts going extra innings – I don't think you're going to worry about seeing Kershaw here this evening. People are asking on Twitter, do you bring in uh, Jensen Jensen, or do you uh, stay with Arias? So, you know, be I, I don't think that's much of a, a question, to be honest with you. Uh, Paul writes, I'm guessing the Dodgers have locked Kershaw in the clubhouse and threw away the key. That kind of goes along with your little master lock joke. Uh, and <laughs> as, uh, as we get ready to head to the ninth here, I wanted to throw this out real quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Hammer and Hank tweeted and said, I'm so happy that the cheater Astros lost to the Rays last night and hope that the Braves will humiliate the Brad, uh, the bratty Dodgers this evening. Well, they still have three more outs. I only hope my A's will win it all next year. Now, <laughs> beyond that cheap shot at the Dodgers, Hammer and Hank, I will say, uh, I, I almost thought that, and Bob Nightingale is a, is a well-respected columnist. He wrote an article that dropped right about the time I hit the air that had me so shocked that it wasn't written for Astros.com or The Onion that I had to do like a triple take, Arnie, because basically now I'm supposed to respect the Astros. I'm supposed to have sympathy for them based on what took place in their series with the Rays. Is, is this what I'm supposed to feel now towards this baseball team or no no absolutely not Thank i asked that you. question last night but there's okay. no there's there's none of that you're uh, again there's no uh, apology or there's um no forgiveness here we know what you did we'll move on but uh no, there's no forgiveness at all all right well when we come back to the geico fox sports radio studios oof, we'll be heading to the bottom of the hour we'll be heading to the ninth inning the Dodgers lead the Braves four to three. Well, I mean, I, I say that there's there's two outs, and I'm sure that you know Mookie will either pop out or ground out here. He's one for three wow. on the night. Wait, did I call it or no? Because your feed's ahead of mine. So. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm assuming here. I'm assuming here. Uh, but Dodgers lead it four to three. Wrong. We'll see what happens. Ooh, Mookie flares one into right center field, and the Dodgers will have a base runner. So maybe they'll expand this lead coming up but we'll have the bottom of the ninth or the top of the ninth inning coming up next Dodgers trying to advance to the World Series for what the third time in the last four years Braves trying to do it for the first time since 1999 and the Rays await we'll live the drama with you next on Fox Sports Radio all right, let's go around the horn here real quick. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Dodgers lead at 4-3 to three over the Braves. DeSager, were you surprised at all to see the Dodgers leave Jansen in the pen and give the youngin no. an opportunity in the ninth? Nobody even warming up before yep. the ninth inning started. And Arias is only thrown once in this whole series this week, and that was the start in the blowout game. When it Granted, it took him about 100 pitches to go the five innings, but he only allowed a solo homer. One out in the ninth right now. Yep, and they've got the bottom part of the lineup up. One away, Dodgers two outs away from the World Series. Uh, 
Arnie, how about you? Surprise! Nobody in was... and out of that bullpen. No surprise here. Nobody warming up. And like I well, said, he, Jansen's got... up now. He's thrown now. I mean, they just literally they just got him okay, up. Well, so I'm, I'm not I'm, trying to be a jerk. I'm, I'm not repeating. Him, it only yeah. took Jansen six pitches last night yeah, to yeah. get the three outs. Yeah, I'm yeah, not letting no. anybody in or out. He it's his game to go. Sorry. Unless they get a couple guys on, maybe in scoring position. But still, uh, this kids look good for the Dodgers uh, so far. Uh oh, what happens? No, nothing, nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Notice the Braves used their closer in the eighth inning because we'd barely is... seen Mark Melanson in this series. He pitched a little bit Monday and Tuesday, but under 10 pitches each night. Hadn't seen him since, so they brought him in in the eighth. If Atlanta can tie it, I assume Melanson could go out there in the bottom of the ninth. Swanson uh, getting an opportunity here with one out. Um, and this is why it always stinks, and, and Bobo and Lita Lap know this, when Arnie's feet is even a skosh ahead of ours. Because you might hear a wow or a (laughs) (laughs) That's all he says. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what happened? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. nothing. Don't worry about me. (laughs) Nothing to see here, people. Keep moving. The the best part of all of this, by the way, and and Bobo and Lee might be able to help us understand this, is that DeSager was watching on what? Fox Sports 1? And they were watching on the local affiliate. And somehow, what, your guy's feed was well behind what DeSager was watching? Satellite delay was different versus a local channel. (laughs) Yeah, ours was about, like, what, about seven, eight seconds behind what DeSager was watching. (laughs) So, like, when... uh... When Mookie Betts made that catch in the right, in, in the right field, uh, the Sager just like kindly just waved at us, and we had enough time to stop what we were doing, look up, and still see the whole play happen. <laughs> two outs. All right, two outs. And Dodgers yeah. one out away from the World Series, both ground outs to Seager. Man, hey, like, can we stop for a moment? Here? Well, okay, I- I'm going to wait till the third out before we start talking about where this team was. After game Thank four, you. right? Let, let's let's wait. <laughs> let's wait and have these conversations a little bit later because Austin Riley has been a pain in the backside for the Dodgers in this series. He hasn't hit well, but he does have pop, as the Dodgers well know. Wasn't it what game one or two in the ninth inning? Ugh. If if he can tie it up. Keep in mind that even though there's a DH in the National League now, the Dodgers don't have their DH anymore tonight. Kike yeah, Hernandez pinch hit in the DH spot. He's now playing second base. So. Wherever Arias went, the number over. seven spot. So, Fly ball to center. Uh-oh. Did they do it's it? Over. Arias yep. throws his hands yeah. in the air. Bellinger waves off everyone. Woo! Oh! The Dodgers are going to the World Series. Wow. Down three games to one. They staved off elimination thanks to, what, Mookie Betts' heroics, Will Smith's heroics, and tonight, Cody Bellinger with the game-winning home run. And Urias out of the pin, pitching three solid innings of relief. Three perfect innings. That's three perfect innings. Third time in four years the Dodgers are going back to the World Series. And more postseason heartbreak for the Atlanta Braves. They still have who, not been to a World uh, Series since 1999. The Dodgers, mm. I repeat, this is the sixth year in a row they've been in a winner-take-all game. That's 3-3 three and three in these. Incredible. And the Dodgers have not won a World Series since 1988. That's because Arnie's been calling them my Dodgers since 98. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. 88, I believe. So don't do it this year, Arnie. Yeah, stop. Tampa stop. Bay awaits. It'll be a battle of the top seeds in each league. The Rays, despite the $70 million payroll and the Dodgers a payroll over 170. We'll Those talk are- about it more next hour to Sager. Nope.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> We're heading to Vegas later this hour to talk to Todd Furman. The Dodgers are headed to the World Series. Wow. And we've got instant analysis and reaction right here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. How about this that I just saw for Atlanta? Okay. Uh, Jason Kirk threw this out. It's possible this could be the worst Atlanta sports weekend ever. All right, maybe more specifically the state of Georgia. How about this? Georgia Tech suffered its worst loss since nineteen or eighteen ninety four to Clemson. the 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 Braves blew a three one lead. That's true. Uh, Georgia State lost. Georgia lost, lost to Alabama. Alabama. 
uh, and then the Falcons won. And you might say, well, the Falcons won. Yeah, but that might cost them an opportunity Trevor to draft Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. <laughs> Arnie, is this uh, the worst weekend ever for Atlanta and the uh, Atlanta area? My uh, gosh. Pre- pretty much. Pretty much. You have to say that. Not a good weekend to to be living down there in the South. By the way, um, I'm assuming game one starting pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, for your are my Los Angeles Dodgers. Would assume so. We were debating that during the break uh, a little bit. I. It's funny because as we were following this tonight, I am. Uh, I could not have disagreed more with the way that Dave Roberts handled the pitching staff, right? I mean, just with the way things started. I disagreed with, with Dustin May starting. Uh, I disagree with, with Gondelman coming out of the, the pen as quickly as he did. Uh, I, I disagreed with the way. But yet, in the end, shows you how much I know is it worked out perfectly. And I think you brought that up whenever we were sitting here, what, when this game started, or ex- excuse me, when our show started, what, we were 3-3 in the sixth around that? And we both kind of laughed that, hey, I, if you were to start this game off knowing that you're going to go with some guys that don't necessarily have a ton of postseason experience for the Dodgers and you were going to be knotted up at three in the sixth and things were rolling for you, yeah, you'd probably take that. And it worked well, out Especially against Anderson, too. Anderson's been a – I mean, that guy's been a machine. He he hasn't allowed anything. He gave up two runs. That that was that was key. That started the comeback down 2 nothing. They had to get those two runs off him. Is is this a situation, too, and I'm not here to, to twist that knife a little bit more, but sure. where the, the Braves have no one to blame but themselves – I mean, honestly, the Dodgers did a great job, and this series will be remembered for, you know, the Mookie Betts, the three Mookie Betts catches, including another one tonight. Uh, we talked about the Will Smith home run that might have saved the Dodgers' season. In fact, might have. It did. Uh, pitching performances from Urias tonight and obviously what uh, what they got uh, out of the pen over the last couple of games. But, damn, Arnie, you look back, even on that Betts catch, if Ozuna tags – and he might get thrown out at the plate. But at the very least, if he tags, then they're going to have a little bit of a different situation, I think, at home, right? Because he, he could have scored, and that might have made all the difference. Uh, think about tonight, the why double play. Why didn't I wasn't thinking. Oh, because, I, listen, I, I hate to say this, but I think the I think the Braves just got, they got too cocky. I really do, man. I think they were so caught up and thinking that their path was paved and taking their little fake selfies. I know I sound like an old man right now, but I don't care. Dude, Arnie, how about um, Albies in, in the plate first base? Could you imagine? And I know this is going back. Was that last night? Yeah, that was last night. Could you imagine if a Mike Trout or if a, I don't know, g- give me a superstar baseball player right now, had just walked around first base after he was safe and gets tagged out. Oh, that, that would have been a leadoff. Yeah. Right, right. And, and then so not only do you have that play, you have the non-tag up, you then have the double play that they ran into tonight. If I'm a Braves fan, I'm not doing this. All, oh, I still love being a Braves fan. Yeah, I'm still here. Shut up. This team absolutely blew it, and they did it with poor fundamentals the easiest thing to do run the bases and they screwed it up Barney they were their own worst enemy now give the Dodgers credit for putting heat on them and not backing down and not giving up in this series but man the Braves made some little league mistakes out there the last few days well the double play on the bases um when they got a huge inning 
Well, the, yeah. Oh, you remember again? You're you're not going for the huge inning. You're just going for one at a time, um, and putting pressure back on the Dodgers. So that that was kind of big out there. And um, I believe in the first they could have gotten a lot more than one, um, and they let him uh, and they let May off the hook. Also, I think that could. Oh, there was runners one run in first and second, nobody out. Yeah, and uh, they hit into a double play, and then he got out of that inning too. Otherwise, it could have been a lot worse. Oh, un- unbelievable. So you had and, and let's let's pause for a moment and just think about how incredible both of these championship series actually were. You know, it looked like the Rays might roll. They're up three none. And then the Astros put three straight wins together and they have a dramatic game seven last night. Dodgers down three to one, which is still I think when you look back at this seven game series, I mean, you're going to be confused as all get out because the Dodgers won game three, 15 to three, and you think they're rolling and then they get beat 10 to two in in game four. And you kind of think, hey, this is over. But then they put together the seven, three win. They went three to one and then they move on to the World Series tonight with a four to three win. And I don't know if you carry momentum over or not, but they've got to be feeling good heading into the World Series. How crazy is it? Lakers win, Dodgers are going to win, and you can't see it in Los Angeles. They won't be playing at home. Um, oh, it sucks! The, unbelievable. It, 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 let me let me add this to it as well, Arnie. Uh, you now it, let's just say hypothetically the Dodgers roll through this, and for the first time since '88, win a title. You're already starting to hear it with the Lakers winning their crown. I have people already like, oh, the matter is asterisk all over this. Jeez. <sighs> I mean, they didn't have to go on the road and do anything. Uh, they were uh, they were down. I, I heard this. This is what I heard about the Lakers this week on this network and everywhere else. Well, I mean, does it really? It's not like they were under pressure or anything. They didn't have to play the Clippers. It was like they were just out there playing AAU ball. It doesn't really matter. And I stop and I think it was actually a little bit harder to do based on everything they had to go through and the testing and the quarantine and whatever you want to look at. I kind of think the same thing with uh, with baseball. You're going to have people that will say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It was a shortened season," but. I think with the dominance the Dodgers had during the regular season, it didn't matter if this season was 60 games or 162 games or 500 games. They were going to find themselves in this position, I think, regardless. And you know what? They probably had a better chance of winning had it been 162 games because they're so, uh, they've got so much depth at pitching that you know they would have been able to sustain 162 games other teams might have worn on down now tampa had a lot of pitching also but sure um you know you would have a lot of the other teams would have worn on down by the time they would have gotten to the playoffs by the way everybody played with the same rules i don't care if it was 60 games it wasn't like the dodgers played 60 and everybody else played 162 so it doesn't make a difference the Dodgers become the first team to reach the World Series three times in a four-year span since the Yankees did it from 2000 to 2003. They're the first National League team to do it since, Arnie? Any guesses? First National League team to re- reach three World Series in a four-year span since? The Reds? The Dodgers in 1963 to 1966. Oh, I was thinking Big Red Machine. But me I too. Off. Me too. Uh, the Dodgers also hit 16 home runs in the National League Championship Series, which seems crazy to me, matching the 2008 Rays for the most in a single series in Major League Baseball postseason history. Let's go, wow. man. What? And, and here, here again, uh, bottom line this, and we, we've got uh, Todd Furman coming up here in a bit, and I know DeSager's got numbers that we can dive into as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Arnie, it was fun. It was a fun series. Yeah. It was dripping way, with I, drama. 
I want to read what uh, Isaac says. You could play that what if with the Braves, but the Dodgers also left the bases loaded and had a guy thrown out at home after some True. questionable running. I, I don't think it's so questionable. They just made a good play at home. I mean, you, you can't score every time, you know. So, in other words, what's what's the point then that we can sit here and dog no, on the Braves because we were saying we the Astros have nobody to – I mean, the Braves have nobody to blame but themselves, but the Dodgers made some mistakes also. There's no doubt. Sure, and they won. If the Dodgers would have <laughs> lost – no, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk, yeah, but yeah. – I'm right. If yeah. if they would have lost, we're sitting here. Oh, how dare! How dumb was it to 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 keep Urias in the whole time? Or what was uh, Chris Taylor doing breaking from third? You know, it, it's amazing what can quickly happen when you win a game like they did here. All right, re- real quick, who's your favorite? You, you got the the Rays with the edge, or quote unquote your Dodgers with the edge? Oh, my the Dodgers for sure. My Dodgers in in two. So. Um, we'll pretty much wrap it up. No, my Dodgers should get the sweep. We'll go with four. Uh, obviously, Tampa's got good pitching, but Dodgers hitting with the combination of their pitching is going to be too much for the Rays. Game one of the World Series will be getting underway on Tuesday. Wow. It's on Fox. DeSager, is this right? This start time I have says 11 p.m. Central time. That can't be right. Can Every game is 8 okay. Eastern time, yeah, and they're taking Thursday off for the football. Okay. I Even just... though there's no travel day, they're, they're still <laughs> at the same place in Texas all week. Dodgers are getting used to the hotel. Oh, so the Rays are coming to Dallas. The yes. Rays are coming to Frisco. That's okay. Right. And right. keep in mind, you mentioned Lakers-Dodgers. Out in Canada, Tampa Bay's hockey team just won the Stanley Cup. One yeah. of these two cities is going to have two titles in back-to-back months and oh. not at home. Oh, and if uh, if you have been listening to the Stinking Genius tonight, they'll have another parade because you went from week one telling Tom Brady he should have retired, and now yes. you have the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl yes. five weeks later. Uh, you, you did remember that. I was hoping that didn't come back up, but yes, that's <laughs> what I did. Just for the record, this postseason, the Rays had the best bullpen. Not only best ERA, but they actually get saves from their bullpen, and they were a top seed in the American League. I know people won't respect in the matchup because the Dodgers are famous and the players are famous, and nobody knows who plays for Tampa Bay, but if you look at the numbers and the games, Tampa Bay's been great Also easy. Division Yankees were banged up. Of course, the Red Sox were horrible. Uh, Did you see who was series MVP for Tampa Bay? The guy none of us, even baseball fans, had heard of a month ago from Cuba. That's because he defected to Mexico and was playing in the Mexican League. He dominated at the plate last week. And by the way, speaking of domination, the series MVP in the NL is Corey Seager. 0 for 5 tonight, but in the first six games against Atlanta, five home runs and 11 RBIs. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Our editors are feverishly working behind the scenes. We'll bring you some of the highlights from the game coming up here in just a bit. But uh, we've been able to sprinkle in some Week six NFL chat as well. We'll do that with Todd Furman coming up here in just a bit. But, yeah, you brought it up with Tampa Bay, Arnie. I think, to me, that's the big story this weekend from the National Football League as we segue quickly to week six before Todd joins us. No penalties, no turnovers, uh, zero sacks allowed. First time that's happened in the NFL since 1999 and only the second time ever. The Colts did it. I mean, it, I, I know Tom Brady's numbers weren't sensational, but, man, Arnie, that was that was the kind of win tonight that – you can feel good about your Rays, but you can feel really good about your Buccaneers, too, with the way the Tampa performed. No, they did. I mean, that was a statement win. So, yeah, it, it takes them to the next level. And you're saying, okay, now Tampa's – I mean, their defense is for real. So, now everybody's got their attention. And not that we didn't have their attention before. I like to think um, Tom Brady's old team was a big game here because they lost. First time they're sub-500 after five games um, this far in since 2001, which – 
gee, happened to be some guy named Tom Brady coming into the league. So <laughs> um, uh, they're a third place now. The Patriots are a third place team. Their season's done, though. It's over. O-V-E-R. Oh, the Patriots have been eliminated from the playoff race. They are now done, and none of those quarterbacks are going to come back next year. They're not going to sign Cam. They won't bring back Hoyer and forget about Stidham. They're going to have to rebuild this whole team. They were just horrible today, absolutely horrible. I uh, I find it funny how last week yes. you were actually giving them some kudos because you were wrong on them, and now it took oh, one week done. for you to they're bury done. them. They're done. Yeah. They're done, so They're Fantastic. over. O-V-E-R for your Patriots. So we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I want to remind you to visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We're going to continue to react to the to, – oh, go ahead, Bubba. Yo, will Price get a ring if they win? Oh. I, I was just so. asking. Me and Lee was just literally talking about that. I think so. I think you're still considered a part of it, even if you opted out. Usually, yeah. those things are voted on by the team, so I assume the answer is yes. No, it's the, like Avery the, Bradley's the, getting a ring, right? For the, the Lakers, he'll get the yeah, ring. Yeah. It's the shares that are voted on by the team. They are, but oh, the cool. but the team, the organization, I should say, doles yeah. out rings. Get, you don't I mean, automatically the secretary get one. Gets a ring. Come on now. Don't you remember <laughs> when Benji Molina had been catcher and then went to Texas and then Texas played his old team in the World Series? He was guaranteed a ring one way or the other. Yes, That's right. exactly. That's right. So, yeah, I think so, Bubba. Wow. I think you'll there see uh, David Price doing absolutely nothing on the field this year for the wow. Dodgers, but maybe still getting a ring. Well, am I, am I telling a lie? Am I No, you're here? not. You're not. Right. Absolutely not. When we come back, let's talk to a man who has many rings. Todd Furman from FS1's Fox Pet Live is next. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Dodgers Rays in the World Series. Let's head to Vegas to get some perspective. FS1's Fox Bet Live. You know him, you love him. Todd Furman is in the house with us. How about that comeback, Todd? So what are the uh, what are the early numbers looking like for the World Series matchup between the Dodgers and the Rays? Dodgers will be a substantial favorite, and a lot of that has to do with perception. We know the front line of the rotation will have a chance to set up with Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler pitching game one and game two. Uh, but the Rays have been that little engine that could all season long, from when they were 4-1 to one to win the American League East behind the highly favored Yankees. They were even underdogs coming into the American League postseason in the series against the Yankees. So I think Tampa will embrace that role, play free and easy. Uh, and when you're looking at the price for game one, expect the Dodgers to open right around a $1.60 favorite. How many tickets have parlays lightning to the Rays, to the Buccaneers, or Lakers to the Dodgers? You know, not too many sports books, Arnie, will actually offer uh, the ability to parlay futures. There are a couple no. shops out there, and I imagine they'll have a little bit of liability. Uh, what's funny about it, way back in the month of March, we were talking to some folks in Philadelphia, and I said this could be the year for Tampa sports. And when I was making a case for the Bucks to win the Super Bowl with Jameis Winston as their starter, wish I would have had a ticket of 50-1 to 1 on them, 30-1 to 1 on the Rays, and 15-1 to 1 on the Lightning oh. at that point. would be sitting pretty if that was the case, especially oh. on a three-team parlay. Oh, that's, mm. that's for sure. I, I, I'm gonna, I have to ask another question. Because you're the Vegas guy, you're the numbers guy. Something bothering me all day. Um, wh- what what are the Texans thinking? You score a touchdown. You're don't get me s- fired up, Arnie. I don't need my blood pressure going. It's taking <laughs> me about six hours for things to come down know. after having you, a ticket on the Texans in that oh, game. Oh, I could have. You must have had like the three and a half points. How do you go for two? to go up by nine instead of kick the extra point to go up by eight and make them get the touchdown of the two-point conversion. They don't get it. Of course, the Titans come down, score, and they kick the extra point. I, I don't care. Whoever made this chart when the go for two needs the, the chart needs to be ripped up and redone. It's a joke. You know I'm a numbers guy, Arnie, and I'm 100% in Romeo Cornell's corner there, electing to go for two. You try Whoa. and win it with your offense on the field, knowing that the Tennessee Titans had no timeouts. It took a miraculous tip ball, uh, and you give the Titans credit for driving the length of the field. I think it had more to do with the Texans' inability to get stops defensively. If you can win it with Deshaun Watson, given how dynamic that offense had been, try and do so with one play. Uh, otherwise, you leave yourself at the mercy of the Titans. And what's to say the Titans couldn't have converted a two-point conversion? Ultimately, they 
won the coin toss and the Texans never got the ball back. I have zero issues with a coach doing that. Have more problems with him not calling a timeout on third and goal from the five-yard line when Derrick Henry drops into the Wildcat. You know he's not throwing the football, and if he does, <laughs> you tip your hat and go, all right, we'll give up a touchdown pass to Derrick Henry if that's the way they're going to beat us. You know what's uh, interesting to me, Todd, is I think I found this solution for any team that's struggling. You fire your coach, you win a game. Worked in Atlanta, yes, yes. worked in Houston. I don't know what the Jets are waiting for, but that's kind of a, a couple of fascinating upsets over the last few weeks. Well, I think when you look at the Falcons, a very different situation there. The players really like Dan Quinn. He just couldn't get them to execute in late-game situations. So this was kind of, uh, hey, we're going to go out there and show that it wasn't just all about him. Where the situation in Houston was a little bit different, where the players seemed to be fracturing at the seams with their relationship with Bill O'Brien. Uh, and you look at Houston, just not a, that much talent on that particular roster. would have been a massive win in the division if they could have held on today. Uh, but we'll see how the Falcons handle a bit of prosperity. I think they caught the Vikings at the right time. And I'm not as willing to say Atlanta beat the Vikings today as the Seattle Seahawks beat the Vikings for the second straight week because that team did not look ready to play from the opening snap and it appeared that they were busy nursing their wounds from what got away last weekend in Sunday Night Football. I see in Vegas you guys are giving away free money which is unbelievable. Um, First of all you gave me the Broncos at nine and a half that's stealing I should be arrested and now you're going to go ahead and give me San Francisco plus what four four and a half against the Patriots you guys are crazy out there in Vegas but if you want to give me free money so be it Todd. Well, I think this is a tough spot for San Francisco now. I mean, they put everything they had into beating the Rams today, and it clearly paid dividends. But you saw their offense really struggle in the second half. Once Raheem Mostert was ruled out, only mustering three points, they get the big interception late where the Rams looked like they had all the momentum and were mounting the comeback. I think flying across the country, you know that there is a little bit of bad blood, so to speak, between Jimmy Garoppolo and his former team. I have to imagine Cam Newton will be much more engaged than what we saw this week against Denver. Not a game Right now, I'd be running the bat either side, but it could be one of those situations where you sell your 49ers stock at the top of the market and you buy low on New England, given that anemic offensive effort we saw today against Denver. I like it. I like it. Speaking of anemic, if I'm a... If I'm a Bronco fan, I'm not necessarily starting the celebration parade like some of them are. I mean, Drew Locke, good to see him back, but my gosh, Todd, you you being upset about deciding to go for two or maybe going for it on a fourth down, what was he thinking on those two late picks? Could have easily cost him the game if the Patriots were competent offensively today. He's got a little bit of that gunslinger mentality, and with the yeah. goods going to come the bad. The one knock on Drew Locke for as much as people wanted to praise him as the face of this franchise, I mean, I watched him week in, week out in Missouri. He was a guy that consistently feasted on the bottom of the SEC, but when he stepped up in class and didn't have superior talent, it was a real problem with his decision-making. Ultimately, I think they'll be able to get him in line. This season, uh, he'll experience some growing pains without his number one wide receiver in Cortland Sutton, Uh, and I think that he can be the man for the job, but for all the Denver Broncos fans that want to make those comparisons for him to John Elway, let's pump the brakes a bit and see what this guy can do. Pretty fortunate to get the win today. We'll see how they perform next week when they get the Kansas City Chiefs in their own building on short rest. Didn't you say you were booking my bet at the beginning of the year when I said Dolphins and Buccaneers in the Super Bowl in Tampa? Didn't you say you were booking that? I say that all the time, and I'm still happy to book your bet on the Dolphins (laughs) getting there. Although, you know, who knows? You beat the Jets handily like they did today. It could be the momentum slash springboard uh, to really jumpstart their season. But you have to give the Dolphins credit. I mean, this could have been a little bit of a landmine game. Uh, They had a dominant performance last week against San Francisco, come back across the country, and just completely clamped down. They sucked the life out of the Jets early and never let a team that was undermanned 
believe they could pull off the upset. And you have to love the fact that Tua finally able to take some reps when the team yeah. was up 24 nothing. Ryan Fitzpatrick proving to be the consummate teammate. Uh, and I think Brian Flores is building the kind of culture there that'll be New England South when he ultimately has the right talent, especially on both lines of scrimmage. All right, so, Todd, I, I've waited this long to even bring up the wildness that was the Nick Saban saga, but <laughs> how now does this work going forward? Are we going to have maybe a pause for certain players that we hear have tested positive or coaches to maybe they'll try to fight and get the three negative tests? Does this throw a wrench at all in your handicapping whenever you hear about a positive test? It's going to change the dynamic a little bit, but uh, I think Alabama, you have to believe that they did things correctly with him testing negative three times, that he never experienced symptoms. A different scenario than Dan Mullen, who we know tested positive, and then they tried to retest him before he tested positive a second time. Uh, I think when we see the Big Ten kick off in earnest uh, this coming Saturday, the contact tracing measures that are in place there, 21-day quarantine, is really going to put some of these teams in a bind. So it's imperative that these players are responsible on and off the field and they're doing things the right way which would be a far cry from what we saw in Tallahassee and I'm not sure if you guys watched the end of that game not right. only does Mike Norvell not have a mask or anything guarding his face going over to shake hands with Mac Brown you have all the Florida State players going through the student section high-fiving kids you have to be smarter about this but I know Florida State isn't synonymous with being the Harvard in the state of Florida and that clearly showed its face in the wake of that upset where they were nearly two touchdown underdogs against the Tar Heels. Todd I got a tip for you my friend Oh, boy. Yeah, no, Todd knows I'm usually good on this. I'm, I'm close to 101% on these. Uh, go, with the, uh, go with the upsets in, in the Big Ten when it gets started next weekend. Just take every underdog. You're, you'll get rich in, so you, in one day. Uh, Artie, are, are you looking to bet Nebraska on the money line as 25-point underdogs for their That's trip to right. Columbus to take on Ohio State? You hit it, big boy. You hit it. <laughs> You, have, you, my friend, have a lot more faith in Scott Frost's ability to get the most out of Taylor Martinez in this particular spot. I'm not going to call for an outright upset, but at the same time, uh, I'm not running to the window to lay nearly four touchdowns with anybody. I can tell you guys an early move that we've seen, and of course the limits are extremely low on a Sunday night. Uh, the Wolverines opened as about a three-point favorite for their trip up to the Twin Cities in a little brown jug game against Minnesota. Yep. You have seen money coming on the Gophers. They're now a one-point pup. That's right. Nice. I like them too. Todd, have a great week, buddy. We appreciate your time yeah, and uh, enjoy it. Always a pleasure, gents. Have a great week as well. Thanks, Todd. It's Todd Furman. I should say we enjoy it. FS1's Fox Pet live at Todd Furman. Why am I not on, on that Twitter. show? I don't understand. It's October, and what does that mean? Well, it's Geico Ween, of course. Don't be spooked by high rates on car insurance. Geico is brewing up spellbinding savings that they're crafting just for you. See how much you could save. Get a quote today at geico.com. Steve DeSager. The World Series is set. Joins us in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What's up, Steve? And an update on the Cody Bellinger injury, if you want to call it that. Remember, after he hit the go-ahead homer in the seventh of Game 7 tonight, it was such exuberance as he approached the Dodger dugout. A couple of the forearm bashes were so hard. One of them, as he put it to MLB Network tonight, it was a little too hard, and it popped my shoulder out. I had Ow. to go to the trainer's room. They popped it back in so I could play defense. It kind of hurt. He says, I'm good, though, and I'm going to use my left arm in the future. I've never dislocated that one before. We were talking about David Price, and, again, the guess is that if the Dodgers win a World Series when? ring. When? When? They haven't since 1988, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, that he probably would get a ring for a couple reasons. True, he's not been on the roster officially opting out this year. He, he is the guy that, remember, when it was looking like maybe no minor league baseball this summer, 
he donated for the month of June $1,000 to every minor league player in the Dodger farm system. So All levels, everyone who's not on the 40-man roster. And also, teams can decide who gets rings. I've seen personally a Lakers ring from somebody who works in the office. He didn't play a game either. And the drive-in parties will continue this week at Dodger Stadium. They had them this past week where you have to buy the ticket $75 per car in advance, but you go and watch it on an enormous screen like a drive-in movie with the sound from the telecast on your FM radio in your car. The Dodgers will sell tickets for those for the World Series. You have to buy them in advance. They'll start selling those tomorrow, according to the LA Times. And as we get Get a battle in the World Series of Dodgers Tampa Bay. Keep in mind, as we said before, the Dodgers may have the famous players or the famous names, but Tampa Bay is also a number one seed. In fact, the Dodgers had the best overall record. Yes, 43 wins in the shortened season. Tampa Bay won 40 games out of 60. The Dodgers had the best ERA National League, Tampa Bay number two ERA in the American League, and the most saves in the American League this year. Usually, Ever since they went to a wild card rounds, usually the team with the best record regular season does not win the World Series. In fact, these last 25 years, only six times out of 25 has the World Series winner been the team that had the best record in the regular season. That includes the Red Sox three times, including a couple years ago when Boston with Mookie Betts beat the Dodgers. But (laughs) Dodgers eliminated Atlanta in a great Game 7 of the NLCS tonight, 4-3. The World Series starts Tuesday on Fox TV. Tonight's winning pitcher was Julio Arias in relief with three perfect innings, just 39 pitches thrown. The series MVP was Corey Seager. Tonight's NFL game, San Francisco beat the Rams. It was 21-6 at the half. 24-16 is the final. And if you saw any of this, you were probably wondering, where's Aaron Donald? Well, the 49ers made sure of that because from the start, it was short, quick passes from Jimmy Garoppolo almost no as they call it air yards nothing downfield most of his yards tonight in fact he threw for almost 270 yards over 225 of that was just yards after catch short pass run even on a fourth and short george kittle the tight end had a catch and went 44 yards for a touchdown that was one of the longer throws of the night so they really didn't have time to attack garoppolo he was barely touched and the niners win and garoppolo had three touchdown passes in the first half tampa bay all over green bay 38 to 10 miami shut out the jets 24 nothing first shutout in the league this season tennessee in overtime beat houston pittsburgh and baltimore with wins indy came back for a victory chicago and denver with wins the denver win was 18 to 12 at new england broncos running back melvin gordon was out with strep throat so running back philip lindsey was activated and he had 23 carries 101 yards atlanta and the giants with victories detroit won as well don't forget there will be two games on monday starting with kansas city four and one at buffalo four and one on fox tv tomorrow 5 p.m eastern time and then tuesday night fox starts the world series there is a break with the world series on thursday because fox is carrying thursday night football giants at eagles and then the world series will continue through the weekend joey logano was the nascar winner at texas Back, uh, at uh, Kansas, rather. Kevin Harvick finished a close second. Back to you. So that means what? Uh, Harvick, Logano, Hamlin, uh, and who am I leaving out? And the four finalists. Oh, uh, I, you just mentioned it uh, with uh, him. Yeah, Hamlin, Harvick, Logano, and who am I leaving out? I That's think it was uh, Kurt Busch was Kurt a Bush. contender, but yeah. was down near 40th, something yeah, like that today. Not so. good. So uh, final four heating up in my beloved NASCAR. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. 
The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Uh, by the way, Kiki Hernandez was just interviewed on Fox Sports 1. We'll have this audio coming up in just a bit. Wow. But they were talking about the injury to Bellinger, and he said, quote, you can take a positive out of everything, and the positive here is that Belly knows – he can't mess with people who are stronger than him, so we're all good. <laughs> the Dodgers feeling themselves right now. You, you know, know, Chris, I'm not, I'm not kidding around. I, I felt that was just too much as he was rounding the bases. You're still, you know, what was that, in the sixth inning? Did he hit yeah, the sixth? Yeah, sorry, don't seventh? care. Seventh? No, I wanted to go in the World Series, celebrate, no, but do it. Just, you, no, you, don't, you could celebrate all you want. I just felt that there was still too much baseball to go on, um, and they were just, like, celebrating way too much and – you know, already feeling like they were going there. There, there was Have a lot you more been to get done. Watching the baseball playoffs, <laughs> I mean, and again, I know it's unique because there's yeah, no when one they on were, the field. Scored 15 runs, that was a different story. And when you knew they were going to win, you didn't know they were going to. I win don't mean just the Dodgers, game. Arnie. I mean everybody. I mean everyone throughout these series. It's, I mean, the Braves basically were having club dub uh, <laughs> out on the field after a ground ball base hit. I mean, it's just, it's kind of been the, the way that it's gone. The Rays have had a party going on in the field. And I completely, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't disagree with you, but that's kind of been what we've seen throughout these playoffs with over-exuberance, right? It's almost like they're trying to create their own energy. Well, with the lack of fans, I, I guess that's what they're doing. And um, look, I, I have no problem with you, with the bad flips and getting excited and stuff like that. I just thought it was a, a little too much in a, in a big situation. So, but oh I'm glad God. the Dodgers won. That's hey, all that matters. Hey, calm down, Husker fan. He said Taylor Martinez. He meant Adrian Martinez, okay? Yeah, a lot of people oh, yeah, my were getting gosh. on that. Adrian Martinez <laughs> is the junior this year. Yeah, Taylor Martinez played, I think, about five or six years ago and was that consistent. Man, this is a year for Taylor Martinez. Uh, it's easy to make a mistake, so appreciate Husker fans tonight. Which, by the way, speaking of the Big Ten's rules – if Purdue's coach just tested positive, Jeff Brom, does that mean he doesn't get to coach for three weeks? Because that's the Big Ten's rule, right? 21 days if you have a positive test, Arnie. So does that mean he doesn't get to coach the first two weeks for Purdue? You're not reading the fine print. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, you didn't read the fine print. Yes, that's the rule unless um, you're a coach and then uh, you quarantine yourself for 72 hours. And then uh, if you get a, a, a negative like Nick Saban, uh, we'll let you get back in a couple of days. So did you, you, did you see the, the whole print. story behind that? <laughs> did you read into that? How that rule, if you miss Nick Saban coach, Dodgers going to the World Series, we're going to have post-game audio. DeSager's yeah. going to have all kinds of numbers and notes coming up here in a bit. And we've just barely scored scratched at the surface of week six of the NFL season. But the rule that basically laid out, hey, if you get a false positive and you have three negative tests over the span of three days, that rule was just implemented last Thursday. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like a week. So basically nine days after they enacted the rule that was put in place because of a Texas A&M women's soccer player who had tested positive, and she's like, there's no way. I haven't done anything. I haven't been around anyone. And she had come to find out it was, a, it was a false positive, and she got three negatives. So they changed the wording of their COVID-19 bylaws and just in time for Nick Saban to be able to coach last night. Thank which goodness. I, yes, which thank I, goodness. Yeah, I know, right? Which I will say, I, again, if it was – if it and, and I, I think that uh, Todd Furman said it best – we will take Alabama at its word that everything was on the up and up. I don't see any reason why to think there was anything fishy, right? I mean, because that's really dicey territory to get into.
right? I mean, if you start making ac- accusations like that, so I'm not. I'm just being clear. What do you mean by, by dicey territory? Let me ask you a question. You, are, are you saying there's no reason to do that? By the way, what would have happened money-wise if Alabama loses compared to Alabama winning and getting into the money-wise? 14, yeah, 14 playoff. Dude, they're going to the 14 playoff even if they lost last oh, well, night. Oh, have you watched that. college sorry, football? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> first of all, you're going to have Big Ten teams that'll be lucky to play five games. They've set that league up to fail. And I don't know if we really have three good teams in college football so far this year. We have Clemson, we have Alabama, and Georgia. That's what we saw last night. Maybe not. Maybe Notre Dame, but they had to squeak by Louisville twelve to seven. So yeah, I I I think they were going regardless. But here's why I I kind of de- tread lightly because I mean it is still a very contagious disease. I yes, mean, we're still exactly. talking about it in the middle of a pandemic, and of course it took about a split second for everyone to lose their mind when he ripped his mask off and he was yelling at the official last night on social media. Holy smokes, and, man. Well, I, I expect a big fine. Um, you think I'm so? Not, I'm, oh, I'm not kidding around. I think I mean, you're think right. It, well, I'll leave this for Clay Travis, but let's be honest. I mean, when you first thing when, when you think of when you have a possible life-threatening disease, and the, the very a lot of people think that this is what this is, um, is not how do I coach a football game on Saturday. So, you know, it's just weird that that's the first thing people are thinking of. How do we get him on the field? And if he did have it, um, wouldn't you be worried about spreading this highly contagious disease? So I, I'm not sure, you know, how we look at it down Ooh. there compared to other places. But I'll let Clay Travis uh, Are you Are tomorrow. you uh, jumping in the uh, Corona bro mindset? No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't do that okay. to me. Okay, I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Steve DeSager is going to get us caught up on all the numbers and notes of the Dodgers' return to the World Series for the third time in four years. And we'll start heading towards the locker room. Post-game sound and reaction from Arlington tonight. And obviously, tons from week six of the NFL. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. California does know how to party. You know who else knows how to oh, party, yeah. Arnie Spanier? Steve DeSager. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is uh, the song that gets played when Kenley Jansen comes through the Dodger Stadium bullpen late innings. Thankfully, we did not hear it tonight. <laughs> so um, He only threw six pitches last night. I know. All of them seemed to be smoked when they were hit, too. But, hey, I'm not raining on any Dodger fans parade because DeSager, for the third time in four years, well, L.A. Dodgers, after rallying from a 3-1 deficit in, in what the looked series, to be yeah. death, uh, they're going to the World Series. Oh, again. we're That's crushing cool. Tampa. We're crushing them. Please stop we, saying we and please stop are. saying it's, it's that. Already, Dodgers are already up one game to nothing. Uh, no, and it's a battle between the top two seeds. Tampa, again, not famous, but they are the best team in the American League regular season and postseason. They just won a Game 7 of the ALCS last night. The Dodgers took an incredible Game 7, eliminating the Braves tonight 4-3. to three. And remember, the Braves had led most of the early innings. The uh, Braves' offense finished with only three hits, but six walks. They had plenty of chances at le- in the early innings. I'm talking about Atlanta led one nothing in the first two nothing in the second retook the lead three two in the fourth inning but that top of the fourth when the Braves ran themselves into a double play Atlanta had runners on second third no out I believe I read tonight they only had one base runner after that blunder in the fourth inning so they had chance after chance to extend lead first and second one run in nobody Mm -hmm. out and yeah as the announcer Joe Davis said at the time oh that first inning could have been a whole lot worse than it turned out absolutely so this sets up 
the Andrew Friedman World Series. He runs the Dodgers and used to run the Rays, both in the same manner, but with slightly different payrolls. Remember, this guy was a Wall Street analyst 20 years ago and then met the owner of the Tampa Rays and wound up getting the job and going in the front office and using his numbers approach and getting them after a rebuild to the World Series with Joe Madden as manager over a decade ago and then before the 2015 season came to the Dodgers to do similar things. So when you have seen, for example, in a Dodger World Series Rich Hill, for example, was blowing away the opponent in a World Series start through four innings, and the Dodgers pulled him after four innings. That wasn't Dave Roberts. That was Andrew Friedman. Decided in advance because the numbers show that when he hits the batting order for a third time in the same game, the batting average goes way up against that particular (laughs) starter, and they just weren't going to let that happen. It's Andrew Friedman's old team against his current team. And as it turns out, with all the expanded playoffs – we wind up with the teams with the best record in each league about that? meeting for the World Series. It's just the fourth time in the last 25 years we've had the top seeds in each battling. And now 43 wins for the Dodgers, but 40 wins, 40 and 20 for Tampa Bay. There are six current baseball franchises that have never won the World Series. Tampa Bay and Colorado are more recent franchises. They're roughly 20 years old. But San Diego, Seattle never have. Milwaukee has not. And the team that's hosting the World Series this coming week, the Texas oh, the Rangers. Rangers, have never they won the World Series. They were within one strike a couple of times. They oh, were. And, in fact, that would have been, I believe, their basketball and baseball team winning the title the same year. That's how close they were to that. If I'm ever jinxed, that was it. I was on the air in <laughs> Dallas, Dallas yeah. on that station saying, the Rangers are about to win the World Series. <laughs> Yet again. doesn't matter what market, national, local, it will always happen happened by the way the last time the Dodgers won the World Series 1988 that was following a Lakers title that summer 1988 Tampa Bay's offense their best player regular season was Brandon Lau pronounced Lau L-O-W-E but then in the playoffs now he's batting 115 so the guy who's been the breakout star the Cuban defector Randy Arozarena seven homers in the playoff games Mm. after hitting seven other home runs in just the final month of the regular season so looking forward to it after this incredible Game 7 of the NLCS tonight, where for the first time in MLB history, in a Game 7 victory, a team hit a tying home run and a go-ahead home run. The Dodgers 4-3 is the final. There are two NFL games coming up tomorrow, don't forget, but we had, you talked about the Broncos today, that 18-12 final was because of six field goals of Brandon McManus, including (laughs) from 52 and 54 yards, so that's the sixth time he's had multiple long field goals, same game. Unbelievably awful game, and I say that with love. Uh, when we come back, good stuff to Sager. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we're heading to the locker rooms. We're going to learn what we found out in week six and talking Dodgers in the World Series. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Final hour live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Man, where to even start? I don't know. I don't know. Game seven was amazing. I mean, it really truly was. Dodgers won it four to three. We've got all the highlights coming up here in just a bit. Hear Charlie Steiner's call. I think my man's still calling it from his living room, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and you'll hear from Kiki Hernandez, Andrew Friedman, and, of course, Corey Seager, the National League Championship Series MVP. We've got uh, lots to get to from week six of the NFL. I read it to Charlie when I was in L.A. a couple of years ago. I just, just saw him in the street and going, Charlie, how you doing, man? Did he have any? Is this another one of these people that you went to high school with? No, 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 he had no idea no. who oh. I was, and I made him come ah. over and say hello to my mom. So ah, look at you, <laughs> look at you. Uh, so we'll have highlights from Charlie Steiner and much more. Plus, I, I just—it's been tough tonight, Arnie, to to fit in everything we want from Week Six of the NFL, just because yeah. there's been so much. Uh, and this Game Seven was so fascinating between the Dodgers and the Braves that. Yeah, I really feel like there's only a couple of true storylines to hit. I mean, somehow Adam Gase is still employed, which surprises me. I know you're ready to put your boy Tua in the five-snap Hall of Fame, and the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl to play the the Buccaneers right now. But, man, I can't help but be impressed, too, with what Pittsburgh did today in the Steelers when you look back at week six. 
Yeah, you know, it, I think the biggest storylines here, it wasn't so much, you know, who flexed their muscle like Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. Um, it was also um, whose season was over, like the Texans who let that lead slip through their fingers and yeah. one in five is a big difference than, than going two and four. The Minnesota Vikings losing at home to the Atlanta Falcons out of all teams. Well, goodbye. Both teams are now eliminated from any type of contention. The Patriots, their season is O-V-E-R after losing at home to the Broncos. They're donezo. Um, the only reason the Eagles aren't donezo is because they play in a crappy division and they can still fight it out with Dallas uh, to see who wins that. But a lot of teams have finished their season um, by losing today. I, I noticed that whenever I brought up trying to give the Eagles some credit for actually staying in that game today, you should shot it down rather yeah. quickly. Not no more victories when, come on, you're, you're not that far off from a Super Bowl champ, and uh, you want to give them a moral victory because they only lost by two points to the Ravens. And, and I know they were down uh, big and they made a fourth quarter rally, but please, uh, th- that's ridiculous. Did you uh, expect the them way, to go in there and win? No, but I'm not going to give him credit for moral victory. And and by the way, if I, if I was an Eagles fan, I I'm, I'm done with Carson Wentz. I I'd want to move on from him, but that's never going to happen because of the money. So I question then, because I, I I'm pretty sure you're only good with like three quarterbacks staying with their team. We have this conversation a lot. You're yeah. okay with Russell Wilson in, in Seattle. I think you're still okay with Mahomes in Kansas City, I'm right? I'm still okay with him, yes. I'm and okay. uh, obviously Tua in Miami. <laughs> but when you say move on from Carson Wentz, it, I mean, who who do you want to slide in there? Is it just start all over in the draft? It, I mean, is just everyone I'd out? Rebuild. I I look, I I love since I love Joe Burrow. Um, I love uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I, uh, I I love a lot of these guys, but I'm I'm done with Carson Wentz. Go ahead and start fresh. I, hell, I'd even take Sam Darnold to come to Philadelphia over Carson Wentz at this point. That's how sick and tired I am over Carson. Well, let's hit a couple of tweets on the on the NFL Week Six, and we'll dive into the the World Series matchup being set. Uh, Johnny B. Good was first in tonight. We were talking a lot about Brady. He tweets us and says. Uh, Addison says, Arnie, Brady would have lost a day without that defense. He's right. I mean, that wasn't a very impressive statistical day from one Tom Brady today. No, but it was still 38 to 10. Maybe they wouldn't have won and dominated like that without that defense, but they still would have won the game. Don't, you know, don't make it out like that. They would have, uh, you know, won 38-37 or lost something like that. The defense played well, though. It was a great, uh, great effort there. Michael writes, the Cleveland Browns treat playing the Steelers like the Minnesota Vikings treat playing in the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's been a minute for you, Mike. I'm sorry. Speaking of the Vikings, a lot of Vikings tweets tonight. Blue Forever writes, the Vikings should just tank for Trevor. Hashtag good job. Look, Dalvin Cook being out. If you were Trevor Lawrence, and, and I mean, obviously you're looking at the standings, and you see the teams that are going to be at the bottom, like Washington, Atlanta, the Jets. Um, who am I missing now? Um, Minnesota. Did you mention the Giants? Even uh, though they won today? Yeah, well, throwing the New York Giants because it was their first win. Where would you want to go uh, based on those five teams? By the way, uh, Jacksonville, did you mention them? They're only one in five right now, no, I too. I didn't mention them. You can put Jacksonville in there, too. Um, I, you know what? I, I know this is going to sound corny. But I think he's the kind of guy that's just going to go wherever he's drafted, kind of like Joe Burrow. Remember, well, we all no tried choice, to... but I think Atlanta would be quietly where I'd be rooting for out of all those. Sure. Oh, I, I mean, him. yeah. And you've got a brand new stadium. You've got a great owner. Fantastic you know, you, owner. You're a team that's only, what, 
four years removed from going to the Super Bowl. Now, granted, there's you, been a lot of roster turnover since You may then. have a coach you know really, really, really well. I mean, if you're Dabo, that's the only place I might potentially look. But come Yeah, on, but man. I'm not going. If I'm Dabo, what? you better be giving me a 10-year contract or forget about it. The same contract they gave him at uh, what's-his-face at Carolina. Otherwise, forget about Matt it. Matt Rule, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you're Dabo, you're never leaving Carolina. Just like Nick Saban's never leaving Alabama. It's just it's Clemson, it's yeah. too easy. I said, uh, well, did I say Dabo from Alabama? If you're Dabo, you're never leaving Clemson. If you're Nick Saban, you're le- never leaving Alabama. You're just not. You're, you're making too much money. It's too easy. You're getting all the players. You're winning all the games. I mean, you suddenly go to the NFL, then you got to deal with. And and I don't think, well, Nick did, but no one really talks about him to the NFL anymore. But has Dabble even coached in the NFL before? I mean, is that is that even on his resume? I don't think it's on his resume. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's easier to be more successful coming from college now than it was when Nick Saban gave it a try back uh, back with Miami. Well, it's, it all starts with your quarterback. And if the Dolphins had passed Drew Brees on his uh, physical, don't start with right, that. Or, yeah. What if? What if Nick Saban might not have ever gone back to Bama? They would have been good. Uh, a few more here. Hey, uh, Arnie, the Giants actually won a game. And the Jets, well, they're still the Jets. Jets are the worst team in the NFL, there's no doubt. Um, and I really believe they'll have the number one pick. They'll have to take Trevor uh, Lawrence, and uh, that means Sam Darnold will go somewhere else. By the way, I, I don't know if I've asked you this. What would the Jets' record be if Patrick Mahomes was starting quarterback all 16 games for them? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I don't four, know. I, four I don't, at the most? I don't think that they're sitting right now at, what are they, 0-5, oh, 0-6. Oh, Maybe mm. one in five, but it, uh, my point is they're not going to be six and zero or anything like that. If that's what you're thinking, um, I think. Uh, well, Adam Gase appears to be the common denominator in making things worse here. Not maybe Sam Darnold. Do you see the comparison? Someone threw this out on Twitter earlier today, and I made sure to screenshot it just to magnify how awful of a coach Adam Gase is. Ryan Tannehill, with Adam Gase as his coach, had a passer rating of 89.0. That was with your Miami Dolphins. Yes. Without Gase, he has a passer rating of 115.4, which leads the NFL. There's a little bit of a difference there. Robbie Anderson with Adam Gase, 10.1 PPR slash G, whatever that means, which was 55th in the league. Uh, Currently, he's the top receiver in the league at 18.1. Uh, points per receptions in a game. Uh, Devontae Parker with Adam Gase, 8.1 to 15.1. And Le'Veon Bell with Adam Gase, 13.5 without Adam Gase, 21.9 PPR slash G, which is the most ever without him. Maybe the lowest common denominator in all this, Arnie, is the problem with the head coach. Maybe you can't point too much at the roster, even though it stinks. Maybe it's time to make a move with Adam Gase. My okay, gosh, I'll play what a that disaster. Game if, and, and I actually agree with you, but if you're going to go ahead and play that game, and I really don't want to get into this now, but if you'll play that game, then I could just say, well, Belichick, two and three, first time uh, sub 500 after five games since. Oh, Tom Brady, and he's not there anymore. First time Patriots have been eliminated after week five. Oh, since Tom Brady, not there anymore. So you're making it a case it's more Brady than Belichick, but that's that's like, uh, you know, uh, Jordan or, or, or LeBron, so whatever. Next week, you'll have New England in your one-week Hall of Fame no, when they no, win. They're done, so they're done. They're so, not really. done. Listen, they're done. You, they're done. you do this every week, and I'm just telling you, this is yeah. this is again 
you being a New England fan, you know you're a mush. You know you're the kiss of death, so you're trying to change their momentum right now. They're not a bad football team. I don't know how they lost that Actually, game they're not, today. They're not a good football team. Their offense is just putrid. They have no spark in it. There's nothing dangerous about it other than Cam Newton, and that's running the football. I'm not afraid he's going to beat me with his arm. I'm really not afraid of any running game. And as for wide receivers, what – What's supposed to scare me out there? Nothing other than Edelman, and he's like Edward Scissorhands now. No, there's nothing that scares me about this team. This is the same exact roster of the team that when they were sitting at 2-1, and one, you came on this show and said, I'm probably wrong. I am wrong about yeah, New England. I should have been fired for my take. <laughs> I remember things. I don't know what happens to you week in, week out, but New England is not done. They're not finished. They're 2-3, and three, and when they They're beat San Francisco place, next dude. week. They're third place. Uh, behind the Dolphins, That's who right. they beat earlier this year. That's right. Behind Buffalo, who has shown they're human after they got annihilated on Tuesday Buffalo night. Buffalo will win this weekend against Kansas City. That's that's tomorrow night. I mean, sorry, tomorrow, tonight. Not, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, yeah. um, and, and if they do. I get the days all mixed up. I don't even know when. Well, that's because they're playing games on Tuesday now, so it throws <laughs> everything off. Let me tell you this right now. After watching Kansas City fan over this past week. Yeah. If Kansas City loses to Buffalo, they will. There might be a meltdown unlike anything you've ever seen from a team who would then fall to what? 4 and 2 yeah. and is coming yeah. off winning a Super Bowl. Right. You would have thought the loss to the Raiders was the worst thing that's ever happened in the National Football League for the Chiefs last week. Oh my gosh. Uh, a couple of other tweets here real quick. How, okay, what's your take on this from Tim? Tim writes, at some point Will people admit the product the NFL is putting out is so subpar this year? A lot of subpar teams, is, are there not? I mean, I even I said this before. If Kansas City, and this was before the loss to Las Vegas to your Raiders, is, if Kansas City is supposed to be the best, they're not all that impressive. It was more like ho-hum. And I think that was in uh, – I forget which game it was that they just – maybe, maybe the Patriots, but – they, they, you know, it's not like these top teams, other than maybe Pittsburgh right now, none of these teams really are just unbeatable, I'm thinking. I, uh, well, I mean, again, I would be literal plank and say, well, there's a handful of undefeated teams right now, but, uh, and again, I'm with you. You're not going to have anyone run the table. No, no, no. But I, you know what? I, I, I would agree on one front because it does seem like there's something lacking, and I think. It goes back to the environment. I just think as corny as this sounds, and I'm going to call myself out so you don't have to, but it's it's not necessarily that you're seeing football that's any worse or any more entertaining than the last few years, Arnie. I just think we're missing that extra umph with the crowd being there and the energy from the stadium. If you want to say that it's lacking something because of that, I'm fine with it. But I don't know. I mean, are we really seeing – I mean, today wasn't necessarily a good day because of the way the schedule shook out. You only had two afternoon games, and both of those games were, were blowouts. And Fox, bless their hearts, were stuck with the Packers and the Bucks in that blowout after they had spent the better part of a week promoting it. But I don't know, Arnie. Maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic for football in the NFL. I don't see it as, as that major of a difference in the style of play we're seeing. I don't know if it's a difference in style of play. It just doesn't seem like it's uh, a great product on the football field. It just, um, I, I have to agree with the texter. Something is missing. Maybe it is the fans. Maybe the, you know, the players are, I think the players are missing the fans more than they'd like to admit. I, I, I really feel they've, they're missing out and um, our viewing enjoyment's missing out without the fans also. 
Uh, and then one more, one more here from Paul who writes, the Patriots wind their way to get an extra six days to prepare for the one and three Broncos and still got their butts kicked. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. This is the Bills and Dolphins division now. Oh, Paul, the heartbreak that you and Arnie are going to feel whenever right, you woke up at New England at the end job. of the year. Oh, my gosh. He could have your job. Uh, or he can have my job if the Patriots end up in last place in that division. Wow. All right, Well, hey. not last. Oh, way to go out on a limb there, big boy. Well, I mean, Arnie, that's what you said to start the season. I'm going off your words. They're the worst team in the AFC East. They'll be lucky to win three games. That was your words. Not mine. I had them 5-11. 5-11. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's still in play, honestly, for him. It is still in play, very much so. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, more of your tweets. We'll continue to disagree on the plight of the New England Patriots. I hate that you make me defend them, but just this uh, incredible 180 that you do every week, I mean, it, <laughs> it's enraging. But you know what else uh, makes me happy tonight? Yes. The World Series is set, yes. and I think Our it's going to be a good one. The Dodgers are going back to so the World me, Series. I just want to get this right. All right. If you're a Dodger fan, you have to – drive or fly to Dallas to watch them, but you can't just take the bus to Dodger Stadium and watch it. Right? Correct. Okay. That's right. Okay. Or, or you could make sure. Or you could turn on your TV and watch okay. them, I guess, is the other sure. way to go I got about it. Right. Yeah. Are you questioning Gavin Newsom right now, Arnie? <laughs> Would you like to go on record about the restrictions and the Meanwhile, amount of people Florida, that are allowed they, to congregate? They've opened everything up, right? They're like, hey, you can have full house if you want. Let's go, man. Yeah, Put 90,000 in there. The, the Corona Karma hit uh, Dan Mullen when he's like, I hope our administrators do the right thing. And the yeah, next thing yeah. you know, he tests positive. All right, when we come back, let's hear from the Dodgers and let's hit the NFL locker rooms plus a little buy or sell and Arnie's picks coming up on a busy night here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex...
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Sarney and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. The Dodgers are headed to the World Series. Eighth team to win the a, uh, uh, championship series after trailing 3-1 in the series, and the last four teams to do that all won the World Series. How about that? So a good a good omen for the Dodgers. Okay. Oh, and by uh, the way, the Braves have now gone 12 straight game, uh, 12 straight playoff appearances without reaching the World Series, matching the A's for the longest streak of all time. So congratulations to them. Uh, the thing that, <laughs> ouch, the thing that kind of blew my mind about Atlanta was realizing, and I know this is not breaking news to to any Braves fans, but you know, I I, I grew up with the Braves being dominant, you know, with Tom Glavin and Steve Avery, and of course Greg Maddox and Smoltz, some guy named Smoltz, some guy named John Smoltz, who will remind you that he pitched in a game seven. Yes, uh, if yes. you just w- were to listen tonight. But I guess it didn't really register to me that this year was the first time they'd actually won a playoff series since 2001. Wow. And it's the first time since 1999 when they lost the World Series to the Yankees that they actually won more than two series in a postseason. So I just – I was going to say, who, who going into, into the game, who had more pressure, Braves because they were up 3-1 and they had that long streak, or Dodgers because they hadn't won the World Series since 88? Interesting because one of the texts that we received kind of cracked me up a little bit. Uh, This was from Chester Estrada who writes, I don't know why Dodger fans are celebrating. They should be embarrassed. With that payroll, they're buying another loss in the World Series. Now, first of all, I don't think any Dodger fan would be embarrassed coming back from three to one. No, not at all. Nor falling behind. That's a pretty good Braves team, and I think they're going to be around for a couple of years. Their, Their staff looks good, and their roster is pretty solid, but it's a great question, Arnie, because, you know, you naturally want to say, oh, it's the Dodgers because they have the the big payroll, they have the hype, they have the best record in baseball, but then again, you are right. I mean, the Braves jumped out 3-1 to one in this series, Steve, and you would think when you have that kind of lead, and let's game making- seven. Yeah, and you start you start thinking about World Series plans for not just you but your fan base too. 
Uh, by the way, if you're talking payroll, talk to the Red Sox and the Cubs oh and the Yankees, just Uh-oh. for the record. But this is for the Braves, and you're right. We were used to seeing them win 14 division titles in a row, and they won the World Series once out of those 14. The Dodgers have now won their division eight years in a row with no World Series title in those eight years. But the Braves, if you go back years of Braves history, in a winner-take-all game, such as tonight, this is six straight losses in this situation. <laughs> Last year against the Cardinals complete implosion game five of a best of five division series I think they allowed 10 runs in the first inning mm-hmm. so here they had the lead multiple times in the first half of the game tonight and then running into that double play for those scoring at home a 5-2-5-6 double play in your scorebook where you turned a second and third no out situation into a nothing and then got one guy on base after that because the Dodger bullpen retired 17 of the last 18 Braves hitters. By the way not not once ever, and maybe you guys saw it, not once ever uh, did they show me another replay that d- definitively told me that Turner um, tagged the runner Swanson. Runner, and, and I never got the view that they got him at third base, to be honest with you, either. I you think know? he got the right the right leg first at third. And the Swanson thing, I think he got him on the calf on the way down, if not the backside. Because he but tripped what, up a little bit without tripping yeah, up. I don't think he gets What tells all. me the most is that the runner stopped running home. They stopped home. running home. That's exactly what I was what I was going to say to Sager. And if, if you, Go ahead. If, if he wasn't out, he would have ran home and he would have started complaining like he's Tim Duncan and thought he got fouled. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned so much. There's a lot of greatness in Atlanta Braves history, obviously. And you mentioned the the Hall of Fame pitchers that they had all those years. Just for the record, for all the talk of Kershaw, and it's a valid discussion, but Tom Glavin in his playoff career was 14 and 16, and Greg Maddox in his playoff career was 11 and 14. It's just, it's hard. Hall of Fame guys don't always come through. And the Braves, it's just the stunning stat for me tonight is the franchise in a winner-take-all game six times in a row has lost. And this was a crusher because it it wasn't just you led for much of the night. It was that you couldn't get strike three on Kike Hernandez, the pinch hitter in the seventh, and you couldn't get strike three on Cody Bellinger in the seventh. Each of those were eight pitch at bats where they, they just stayed alive yeah. and then hit bombs for home runs, mm. each of them with the solo homer. Well, I, I had mentioned the big-time catch by Mookie Betts tonight. Oh, uh, boy. He had, he had a couple of them, right? He had the home run. Well, tonight was a home run robbery. You'll hear the car call in a bit. Uh, last night, he leapt and took one off the top of the wall. And then in game five, it was the shoestring catch that ended up in a double play. But uh, I, I love the report that, uh, who was it, Tom Verducci or was it Ken Rosenthal that said he had asked Mookie Betts which one was his favorite, and as Betts came back to the bench, he said it was this Freeman with a fly ball to right. Heading on back is Betts. He's at the wall. He leaps, and he catches another one. He's robbed another one. He robs Freeman of a home run leaping over the yellow line. Mookie Betts is of another planet. My, oh, my, what a play. There's your boy Charlie Steiner. Yeah, Great there was call. nobody on base then, right? There was... No, it was no, a one-run game. Yeah, it, it would not have been good had uh, Freeman hit it out. I was just if you're a Dodger fan, but yeah, that was that was a sensational play. And then of course it it led to uh, well, and Enrique Hernandez had done this. Minter on two and two, the eighth pitch to Hernandez. There's a fly ball to left field. It's well hit, and Kike Hernandez with a pinch hit home run has just tied the score at three. 
And then you went from the Kiki Hernandez home run to the Cody Bellinger home run, or as we like to say on this thing called Twitter.com, Arnie, a belly bomb. Martin's 23rd pitch, Bellinger, with a fly ball to right field. Cody Bellinger has just given the Dodgers a 4-3 lead. Fantastic. Wow. Dodgers end up winning it. We'll head to the locker room in just a bit. But, you know, it's kind of it's kind of wild to think about it that I would almost say that you hadn't seen the best of Bellinger in this series. I mean, he had the big catch against San Diego that everyone seems to remember, but hadn't necessarily had great at bats. But he had his best at bat when they needed it the most, didn't he? You know what? And they just fought back every time, too. Not only down three games one, but you mentioned um, every time they got down and um, two nothing to a to a pitcher that's given up zeros out right. there. The Rays are, I really believe, nothing. The world. the Rays beat the Astros like with a two oh one batting average. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding right. around. They can't hit the ball to uh, to save their lives. I I really like the Dodgers in this one, but um, this was a great come from behind. Um, every which way. This was just a great victory for the Dodgers. All right, and real quick before DeSager gives us an update, here was Cody, uh, who? Corey Seager afterwards. We've worked our ass off all year, following protocols, being away from family at times, being here in the bubble, quarantined. It, you know, it, it hasn't been easy, and we've been up to the challenge, and we're, we're, we're sticking with it, and we're going to keep going. And by the way, Mookie Betts was asked to compare the 2018 team to this year's team. There's yep. some differences, but a lot of similarities. I think uh, that 18 team just grinded through a best just like we are, we're doing. Um, you know, we pitched the ball well just like we're doing. So can't really ask for, for much more than what this team is doing. I mean, we apply pressure all nine innings. Um, you know, we just do everything well. And so it's going to be, uh, be we're going to be tough to beat for sure. It'll be fun. Dodgers, Rays get underway on Tuesday night. Any Anything else you want to add to this, Arnie, before we get DeSager in here to wrap it up uh, and we dive into the NFL and uh, put a bow on week six? I just, uh, well, not on so much of a week six. I just can't wait to No, I to admit see. more on, I'm sorry. Let me yeah. lay that out. When we come back after DeSager, we'll put oh. a bow on week six. Anything you want to say to wrap up uh, the Dodgers win and moving on to the World Series? I just want to see what Kershaw, if he's uh, going to be the starter and, and what he's going to throw out there and um, you know, how well he's going to look if you could put all those demons behind them. That's, that's the next storyline, so that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, one final time tonight, Steve DeSager comes strolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What's going on, Steve? As I recall, Kershaw pitched game one of the World Series against Houston, but since it wasn't in Houston, he beat them, and he had 11, <laughs> 11 strikeouts in the game, just for the record. But it was for a game seven for the Dodgers' decision to be, let's throw a rookie in the first inning and a rookie in the second inning. That, at the time, seemed like an odd decision. And when the rookie, a Texas native, Dustin May, gets on the mound for a Game 7 and the Braves don't even have to swing at the first eight pitches and they have runners at first and second after two walks and then an RBI single and it's a quick one nothing. This game for the Dodgers could have gotten out of hand early. May just went the first inning. Tony Gonsolin comes in and allows a long home run to the first batter he faces. Dodgers come back for a 4-3 win because Julio Arias in relief, who got the victory through three perfect innings. Series MVP Corey Seager. The Dodgers had trailed three games to one this week. They come back to win 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now the World Series starts against the top seed from the American League, Tampa Bay, Tuesday on Fox TV. The Dodgers haven't won the World Series since 1988. Braves started in 98, as I recall, so they have not won a World Series. In the NFL, San Francisco was up at the half tonight, 21-6, and beat the Rams 24-16. Jimmy Garoppolo, three touchdown passes first half. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert left with an ankle injury. In the first half, he had 17 carries, 65 yards. Tampa Bay scored four touchdowns in the second quarter and beat up Green Bay 38-10. couple touchdown passes from Tom Brady. Green Bay had been 4-0, but as you mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay had a game with no turnovers, no sacks allowed, and no penalties. The Bucks are 4-2. Green Bay's offense had 12 drives, 13 first downs. Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions, including the pick six, sacked four times. Aaron Jones on the ground, 15 yards rushing on 10 carries, one touchdown. Meanwhile, Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay, over 100 yards rushing, two short TDs. And the Bucks have made a trade tonight. It'll be official tomorrow. But you know that Vita Vea out at defensive line for the year due to injury. So Todd Bowles' defense gets a jet. Veteran defensive tackle Steve McClendon and a future seventh-rounder go to Tampa Bay for a future sixth-rounder. You were talking about the Jets and who's going to tank and get the star quarterback in the draft next year. Yes, the Jets are the only winless team at 0-6. Six other clubs are right there in position, a game behind at 1-5, included are the Miami Dolphins. Don't forget, they have the Houston Texans draft choice this year because of the Tunsil trade. The Dolphins could have their own pick after a good season and still have a top five selection from the Texans. Keep that in mind for the NFL draft wow. for next year. Miami was up 21-0 at the half and beat the winless Jets 24-zip. Ryan Fitzpatrick, three touchdown passes. The Jets punted 10 times. On third down conversions, the Jets were 2 for 17. They had 13 first downs in 14 drives. That's an NFL team that we're talking about. This was the first shutout in the league this season. Meanwhile, Tennessee in overtime beat Houston 42-36. to The Texans are 1-5. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 212 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. Remember, Houston missed a two-point pass with under two minutes to go which allowed Tennessee to come back late in regulation and send it to overtime. Ryan Tannehill, four TDs and a couple of turnovers. The Titans do fear that tackle Taylor Luan tore an ACL, according to R.J. Glazer. Tennessee 5-0. Next Sunday, they'll be hosting 5-0 Pittsburgh. Steelers beat Cleveland 38-7. Quarterback Baker Mayfield of the Browns was pulled late in the third quarter, down 31-7, still with the rib injury, obviously, but still the starter if healthy, the team says. Pittsburgh linebacker Devin Bush out for the year with a torn ACL. Baltimore 5 and 1 now. What turned out to be a close one at Philadelphia 30 to 28 as Philly kept going for two. Quarterback Lamar Jackson had 9 carries, 108 yards, one touchdown run, one touchdown pass. Running back Mark Ingram left with an ankle injury. Miles Sanders, Philly left with a knee injury, MRI tomorrow on 9 carries he had 118 yards. Tight end Zach Ertz left with an ankle injury. You know, the Eagles' first 16 plays today, minus seven yards, and they still <laughs> made a game of it. Indy was down to the Bengals 21 nothing early second quarter and still won 31-27. So the Bengals won 4-1, same record as the Eagles have. The Bears have a kicker. Cairo Santos was not only 3-for-3 three three on field goals, but a Bears kicker made a 55-yarder today, people. Chicago's 5-1. They won at Carolina 23-16. Denver and Atlanta with wins. Giants in Detroit. 
Joey Logano, the NASCAR win. Clemson is still number one in the college football polls. Got most of the first place votes. Alabama number two. Notre Dame up to number three. Apparently the voters did not see the Irish play yesterday. Georgia is number four. And Ohio State is up to number five. The Big Ten schedule starts this weekend, including Nebraska at Ohio State Saturday on Fox TV. And then Fox will have number 17, Iowa State, at number six, Oklahoma State. And don't forget, there are two Monday night football games tomorrow including the one on Fox TV, 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. It's 4-1 Kansas City at 4-1 Buffalo. And then you've got Arizona at Dallas, which I'm sure Chris Plank is well aware means Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are playing in Dallas, Texas, their first NFL appearances in their home state. Kyler Murray won three straight state titles in high school in AT&T Stadium and won the Big 12 with Oklahoma in that Dallas Cowboys stadium two years ago. Back to you. Yeah, he's never lost there. He's never lost in Jerry World. Thanks to Sager. Have a great week. And by the way, just to update one thing on NASCAR since I botched this, it's Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, and Brad Keselowski who are the Final Four heading into Miami. Should be a fun week. Go ahead. I want to give one quick correction then. Okay. Um, When I give my picks next segment, I'm, I'm picking TCU to beat Oklahoma. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> great. I mean, I, I, I like it that way, Arnie. Uh, you get so mad when I do that. I don't care. Uh, actually, for the first time tonight as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. If you could tell me the TCU quarterback, I'd be really impressed. Oh, geez, uh, I Don Williams tweets at us regularly. And has never, and I mean ever, agreed with me on anything. I think this dude is my wife in the other room who just wants to argue with me. So every point that's brought up, he, he, he hates all my takes. But finally, finally, he agrees with me. When he writes, wait, what? What NFL is that texter and Arnie looking at saying that the product isn't that good? Was he not watching the slugfest last week with the Vikings and the Seahawks? He seems like the type that sees nine out of ten good things and wants to complain about the one bad thing. Give me a break. Amen at Black Don Trump. That's an interesting Twitter handle there, Don. Um, Arnie, are, you're kind of like that, though. I mean, I don't, don't mean it as a knock. There might be nine good things going on, but if you don't get that 100% and that tenth good thing, you're usually pretty incensed by it. You know, first of all, the, they didn't call a lot of uh, penalties earlier in the year, so I, I guess that's not a good example. But I thought the play was sloppier early, and obviously teams are not on their game because of the lack of practicing. And, you know, obviously there was no preseason you know, all that was taking its toll. And then, you know, take teams like uh, Denver and New England when they're supposed to play on a Sunday, then on a Monday, and then maybe it was going to be a Tuesday, then they waited till the following week. I mean, my, my head's bouncing around. I don't. I, I thought Buffalo was playing next week. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> my, my head's spinning with who's playing where and when. So obviously it was going to come back and be a little sloppy on the field. That's that's no great revelation here. You knew it was going to be a little sloppy early because of the lack of practicing, the lack right. of hitting, the lack of tackling, and the lack of the preseason games. Call me crazy, but I actually think it's getting where we're we're actually getting some pretty good games now. I, I think we're finally getting to the point now in week six and into week seven and eight, we're starting to see some really good games. And I think that will continue. Though, I will say the, the afternoon schedule today with only having two games – 
really defeats my entire argument right now. But uh, I love, I love that we've, we're getting NFL football right now. Speaking of that, Arnie's picks are coming up next. A few more tweets to dive into. Yeah. We've got all kinds of audio from the locker room. So let's grab a timeout. Man, what a fun night. I'm really happy that we were all able to sync up our TVs at some point. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, because I think Bobo was ready to murder me. Uh, I like when I point. do that, though. I have so much fun tipping off what's going to happen. Well, here's the problem with it. Yes. And again, I, I think it's hilarious, too, Arnie. But your way of tipping <laughs> things off is is like this. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ah. That, that, that's not good. Great job tonight, Bobo, man. It was fun to celebrate a Dodger uh, spot in the World Series with you and lead a lap. Great job getting Todd Furman and Jason Hirshhorn, who recapped week six with us way back in hour one. If you missed any of those interviews, you can find them on the, uh, well, I guess on however you consume podcasts, iHeartRadio or FoxSportsRadio.com or Apple Apple Podcast, simply search Fox Sports Radio Weekends. And great job on updates tonight by Steve DeSager. Before we wrap it up with some final football thoughts, before we roll through your tweets, it's what you all came for this evening. It's time for Arnie's Picks. Take it away, stinking genius. Let's do it. Now, usually we start with some football, but not today because we got a little World Series action. We now know it's going to be my L.A. Dodgers. Against your Tampa Rays. Um, I don't care what people say about how great this Rays team is supposed to be and all the victories they had in the 60-game season, how good their pitching is. They're not on the same level as the Dodgers. Dodgers win this four games to nothing. Whoa. Uh, It won't even be close. She'll be bored to death. And now the Dodgers and the Lakers uh, will have celebrations out there in Los Angeles but you won't be able to go to the games. All right, now let's get to some football. I'm going to take the my Dallas Cowboys, right, Bobo? Oh, my gosh. What are we'll you doing you tonight? Stop uh, it. It's a pick em against Arizona. I uh, I don't think Dallas is going to lose all that much without Dak this game. I'm going to go with the Red Rifle. We'll go ahead and we'll go with Andy Dalton. I'll go ahead with the pick em in Dallas. I'm also going to take Buffalo plus, uh, plus five. Against Kansas City, I think it's actually five and a half. Don't want the points. I'll need the points. I'll take the points. I think Buffalo's going to win this game, which uh, means the second straight loss for Kansas City. Um, Next weekend, I like the 49ers plus five over the Patriots. I think they beat them there. Give me Nebraska plus the 25 against Ohio State. Welcome to college football, Big Ten. And um, TC over Oklahoma. You know what's interesting about the Big Ten getting started this weekend? Oh, clap, 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 clap. I think they've really set this league up for failure, and I hate the way that they've done it. I mean, look, 21-day quarantines, if you test positive – where else have you heard that, Arnie? They can't. They, they won't be able to uh, sustain that. They won't because um, then they'll have to cancel so many games. You can't do that. It's ridiculous. It's expectations. Um, you just can't have that. Can't I, that. Th- I. It gets back to my conspiracy theory. I think they've set it up to fail. I really do. I think the presidents and the, I guess you could say powers that be. We're tired of hearing about it, so they implemented rules that make it almost impossible to finish a season. I mean, think about this. Just just to give you an example from my overly analytical college football mind, all right? Baylor had, what do we find out, 26 players test positive? Yeah. 
Can you imagine if you have a mini out, well, a massive outbreak like that at Ohio State? They're not going to be able to play for three weeks. They're not going to be able to field a team. Yet so, Alabama had more cases, um, positive cases on that one weekend was like over a thousand or fifteen hundred um, than the whole state of Vermont. That we've I mean, had it's in just, seven months. Okay, listen, you got to stop comparing things to Vermont, Arnie, because you have like three people that live there. It's like the it's like the people who, whenever they're trying to compare our COVID response to like New Zealand, it's like, oh, look, New Zealand stomped it out. Uh, New Zealand's like Vermont. People, stop uh, it. All right, a couple of quick tweets before we get out of here. Uh, Paul writes, and I think this is a fair question. You guys know me. I'm an Oklahoma guy, so I'm a Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray homer. Uh, he writes, is Baker Mayfield the QB of the future in Cleveland? Right now, he feels closer to Sam Darnold than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I mean, Josh Allen looked like a superstar on Tuesday night, Paul, so I don't know why you're questioning whether or not he's the future in Buffalo right now. But sure, I mean, you've got every single person who is involved with drafting Baker Mayfield is no longer with Cleveland. Right. I mean, not, not a soul. So uh, I, I think that you can easily ask that question. And, you know, we're talking about if the Jets end up with the number one pick, Arnie, they're already ready to move on from Sam Darnold. You you said you'd take Sam Darnold over Carson Wentz right now in Philadelphia, right? So well, is there be a problem a- with that? I'd, I'd probably take Baker Mayfield over Carson Wentz right wow. now in Philadelphia. Look at you saying something nice about the Sooners. Um, <laughs> Fred writes, Fred is in Tucson. Good weekend for you, Arnie. Your team's won, all of them. The Dolphins, and somehow he put the Dodgers in here, not realizing that you're a Mets fan. Uh, and the Arizona Wildcats did not lose. Don't care. They did not play yet. Well, that's still a plus, though, so we have to go ahead and you take we'll, the positives we'll take when you can. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Eric uh, from Cincinnati writes, regarding Dave Roberts, it reminds me of the Earl Weaver line that sometimes the best move for the manager is to sit and wait for Dr. Longball to make a three-run homer house call. Give me that three-run homer, he used to say every time. (laughs) And then uh, one more. Arnie's Buccaneers have a really easy schedule, writes Isaac. They go to the Chiefs, Rams, Raiders, and Saints. But the rest of their schedule is just trash. If they go 2-2 and in that tough stretch, they'll be 12-4. and Last four games, Minnesota... Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta. Wow. Wow, that's bad. Wow. And Bill, Bill, one more real quick, writes, these baseball playoffs are so much more exciting than the NBA playoffs. Can't wait for the World Series rooting for Arnie's Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bill. Arnie, have a great week, man. You too, next my Sunday friend, you night, too. Next Sunday night, World Series, Raiders, Buccaneers, we'll be talking about. Stick around. The great Big Ben Maller is coming up next for the entire crew. I'm Plank. He's Arnie Spanier. We'll see you next week. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.